Now on today's program, it's the season premiere of We Hate Movies, and we are going back to school to talk to you about Toy Soldiers. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. And we hate movies. Welcome to the season 11 premiere of We Hate Movies, which is one of the craziest things I've ever said in my life. <laughs> 11, <laughs> where we care for kids. 11, <laughs> where we care for kids. Last week we were borderline 11. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now we are crossing the border into season 11. Uh, we're talking about Toy Soldiers from 1991, directed by Daniel Petrie. Uh, who I feel we've done mm-hmm. some. He's a, he's a previous we, episode guy. He he did in the army. Now is what I remember. Oh, of, so so stay tuned episode. then. Is what By the saying. way, Daniel Petrie Jr. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> yeah, his father had nothing to do with this shit. No, <laughs> he's involved in two stay tunes. It's in the army now and Turner and Hooch. Oh, sure. I think he wrote Turner and Hooch. I mean, this guy. I mean, he also wrote what's what Beverly Hills Cop. This guy's got a, oh, yeah. a lavish domain of his own. Oh yeah. my lord! I'm sorry. This is a television movie that he directed uh, by uh, starring James Garner called Dead Silence, wherein he's a veteran FBI agent negotiating the release of a busload of hearing impaired school children taken hostage by three desperate convicts. I, I, I'm laughing I already. I don't know if that's on. HBO Max anymore, but it was. <laughs> oh, for sure. Is that right? Yeah, I'm absolutely positive. Because <laughs> I passed it a bunch of times. I'm like, no, that's not a movie. Oh that God. can't be a movie. He also did another TV movie called Framed for TNT. It's even on the poster starring Rob Lowe and Sam Neill. Ooh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I will say, actually, I just looked at the poster such as it is for dead silence and unless james garner is in this exact same position wearing that exact hat in another poster he looks like a football coach he does right i mean i i think i have seen this poster before somewhere i don't know where exactly now that's gonna bother me so petri jr is really he's like one of the kings of like children in danger Yes. Movies. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because this is, you guys have said it before uh, on the program, because this movie has come up a a lot over the years. It's Die Hard in a high school. But, but I just, I I, I do want to clarify, because you may be thinking to yourself, like, oh, this sounds a little familiar. Isn't that like that Patrick Stewart movie you guys did? Oh, Masterminds, right? Previous episode. This is, it's pretty much the same movie, except for that one's a little more kid-centric. Well, that's yeah. what I'm getting at, man. This movie is balls to the walls, violent. The fucks are all over this screenplay. And you know what? That's mm-hmm. why this movie rules. You it's can a- see clearly <laughs> Keith Coogan's hog. <laughs> Dude, the boy body in this movie is a little uncomfortable as a grown man. You know, it just I, I guess the idea is this was kind of like 
um, uh, like uh, 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 you're trying to get the Teen Beat girls to go to, like, ooh, you know, Will Wheaton and Sean Astin or whatever. It's uh-huh. 1991. You're going to see a bunch of boys with their shirts off. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of weird in this, like, very clearly male-centric man action movie, right? You know? Well- these are all the guys that you would settle for, I feel like. <laughs> oh, man. Sean I mean, Astin, Will Wheaton. I mean, they were on top of the world at a certain time. This is almost like an Avengers of, like, little hunks. <laughs> <laughs> little hunks. <laughs> all that's missing is Edward Furlong in a mech suit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I am Iron Man Terminator. <laughs> hey, Terminator, who's the bigger robot now, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that. I mean, this is 1991, so, like, Will Wheaton was still kind of on TNG, I think. Yeah, Top on and off. World? Top of the world? I mean, sure. That's okay. what I was kind of wanting to address here. <laughs> but top. I'm sure there was the some teen top. beats with him in them is what I'm getting at there. There was what? Teen beats, you know. Oh, that Will Wheaton mag- was in. Yeah, like that, and possibly Sean Astin because he was in stuff. You yeah, know? the Doe edition. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's pretty fucking muscular in this film. I was yeah. shocked. Yeah, I will say uh, he's he's looking pretty svelte. I think when, it's the thing where it's like, hey, Sean Astin, uh, you're going to be in this movie where your fucking shirt is off half the time, <laughs> and the rest of the time you are definitely wearing sleeveless t-shirts. So you better start doing some, either some arm lifts or some push-ups or something, buddy. I got to tell you, Encino Man is just the next year in 1992, and he's full on fat in that movie, mm-hmm. yep. and it's basically like me at the beginning of COVID. Me now is the <laughs> weight gain situation, well, although I. I, I didn't start in good shape, well, so it's getting worse. Yeah, well, no, if, it's 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 him from that, and then to Stranger Things, then right. <laughs> <laughs> well, like if you're going from this to Encino Man, like if you eat the spaghetti bolognese and don't work it off, yeah, it turns back to fat pretty quickly. Sure. <laughs> hey, I also just want to mention my point of confusion here. I'm mixing up my Petri's because mm. this is Dan Petri Petri dish. But there's a motherfucker, Donald Petrie, director of Richie Rich, previous episode. Wow. Mm. I, He's the same dude that did Opportunity Knocks, Mystic Pizza, uh, Grumpy Old Men, The Associate with Whoopi which, Goldberg. So which one of them do you think was up in the attic eating the fish heads? Was it <laughs> Donald or Dan? It had to be Donald, dude. Is this motherfucker directed Just My Luck in 2006, two years after he did Welcome to Mooseport? They oh, are they're... brothers, and oh. Daniel Petrie Sr. is the father who uh, directed Raisin in the Sun um, and some other stuff. Huh. Look at this. Look at this nepotism. Oh, sure. <laughs> it just gives us... This okay. is how, like, bad movies, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because there's always a rich little shithead <laughs> exactly. in the camera. <laughs> er- Eric was going to recommend this movie. Now, out the window. <laughs> Gone. I guess there was uh, your Dan- recommend. This is where Daniel Petri, he was at a prep school that was taken over by Colombian terrorists. It's based on a true story. <laughs> I mean, if Donald is the one who is responsible for having Gene Hackman quit acting, I think he's the one up in the attic with the fish heads. <laughs> oh man, guys, I just looked at the uh, the author of the novel this is based on, William P. Kennedy, and he died uh, a few days ago. Oh, oh really? Oh yeah. no. August, this. August 18th, 2020. It's almost like there's a pandemic going on. Yeah. Jesus. Wait, did this guy die of COVID? I don't know. Okay. 84, may- maybe. 
Hey, Florida, don't worry. Florida. By the way, you guys, Florida. with today's episode that we are doing, we are now, we've completed the Petri family trifecta because the fucking father directed Cocoon the Return previous episode. Wow, oh, dude, boy. we're fucking this whole family up. <laughs> hey, hey, did your mother direct any <laughs> shitty movies? Huh? Let us know. Yo, we're going to do an episode, going to do an episode on your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your mother's an episode on We Hey Movies. <laughs> oh, fuck. The the dad also directed Lifeguard with Sam Elliott. Well, well, we're not done with the mother yet. Okay, we're starting at the start. So the toes. <laughs> that, that nail polish, really, lady? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, is Steve, this was kind of one of yours. I guess you and Cabin. Yeah. Uh, you want to kind of distill what this movie is? Well, this is um, this is a huge HBO movie for me growing up. It was on uh-huh. TV all of the fucking time. It is, it is Die Hard at a Prep School. It's basically uh, a bunch of Colombian terrorists see- lay siege to a prep school of not just rich kids, but also rich kids that have been bounced around from prep school to prep school because they're like the worst of the worst, quote unquote. But it really only means these five kids, not the rest of the 60 kids tops that are in this prep school. They say 90, but I guarantee it's not 90. Dude, every time, like, so one of the things in this movie is the the terrorists are like, all right, every hour on the hour, you have to come back into this room and we're doing a head count to make sure all the students and faculty are still here. And the number is 92 that this guy's got to count to. And every fucking scene, it's like 89, 90, 91, 92. Got it. And then when the dude says got it, the camera pulls out to the room and there's fucking 20 people standing there. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it it's- just seems like the movie would have been the exact same if you had 30 students you to- had to count. To be fair, they all look very alike. Yes. It's a very, like, the, the cast is not very varied in faces, at least. Oh, really? For a rich person prep school? That's shocking yes, that that's the, what this movie is. The sons of the evil empire. My God, these people. It is kind of funny when they reveal all that, and it's like, oh, your dad, you know, works at the White House. Your dad <laughs> controls this bank. Ah. Your dad, uh, Timmy Halliburton, where is he? <laughs> Timmy Halliburton. Timmy ah, Halliburton. Little David Gacy, huh? <laughs> Freddie Enron. <laughs> uh, there is a. Um, all right, Paul Domino's. Where is Paul <laughs> Domino's heir to the Domino's fortune? <laughs> okay, where's Jeff Lockheed Martin? <laughs> Marianne Uber. Marianne Uber. Where are you? Marianne Uber. Uh,. I like the intro to this movie because, like, the little prologue here is kind of like the tail end of an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like you're in Colombia. There's all this political upheaval going on. It's, uh, yeah, uh, Andrew Divoff, the great Andrew Divoff, yeah. who has gone on record to say this is his favorite performance. And I'm, I'm, I'm with him. I'm yeah. with him. Makes he's, sense. He's kind of great in this movie. He's spitting hot fire this whole movie, uh, has taken over this, uh, courthouse. And it is kind of, uh, I, this movie is kind of like canon kids a little bit. It's a tri star yes. picture, but it is like the squibs are out of control. The, uh, uh, the explosions are out of control. It's very canon esque. And this is very much very canon esque. Uh, yeah, this is very canonized. They've like, yeah, they've laid siege to this courthouse, and he's like holding this judge hostage because the whole thing is his father, who was like this major Colombian drug dealer, has been extradited to the United States for trial. 
And so there's like a bunch of negotiation going on. And the judge is like, trust me, dude. Because Devoff's character is like, release my father right now. And the judge is like, hey, man, that guy is definitely in America. And Devoff is like, no, 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 you're fucking lying to me. You're a gross federal judge. Where's my dad? And he's like, I'm telling you, your dad was extradited. And then there's like some report that confirms it. And this, this moment here, you're like three minutes into this movie. It sets the tone for all the amazing canon-esque shit that is yet to come because Devoff just throws this judge... Uh, like oh. it's, he looks like he's about to throw him out the window, and then like they get in a fucking helicopter. Oh my well, god, this is well, insane! Well, first, yeah. they throw a lady off out of oh, the window. That's yeah. what it and is. That yes, lady a... fucking plants, and it's like holy shit! You're, you're totally right, and that's the moment. I'm, yes. I'm conflating the awesomeness of this prologue, <laughs> but that's what it is. And is she supposed to be anyone? Of you? Is she just like a receptionist that works at yeah, the office? She, she's just <laughs> a hostage. Human... Like I, I don't think they even like say who she is. She's a human shield. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a lady in a pink dress who fucking eats. Eats that marble staircase hard as and, shit, and you see—I mean, you see it. Where, which is in comparison to the Pinochet special that the judge gets. <laughs> yeah, fucking push out the helicopter, and he just falls into the camera. It's Thank beautiful. You. This is—it is a beautiful shot because you don't ever see him fall. You just see him, him with his judicial robes, like floating in the blue did, sky. Did you? Did you look close at what's going on? Uh, yes, here, I though? did. It's important because they—they they, Steve, go ahead. No, you go, please. I mean. It's a race to talk about how the awesome shit in this movie, I feel, is what's going on here. But they take the dude up in the plane, and when you, they throw this judge out of the plane, it's a skydiver yes. wearing a mask and a judge robe. It's I did not notice the mask. It is incredible. The, the, it, he looks like the fucking guy from the old man from Texas Chainsaw, basically. It's like, Grandpa's going skydiving kind of a thing. That, oh, Grandpa, you were always the best with pulling the ripcord. That makes so much sense, because in my head... I was like, he's doing exactly what I would be doing if I had judge robes, which is trying to make the judge robes into like a parachute yeah. <laughs> and like trying to like blow it out a little bit, try to make a squirrel suit type thing going on. Oh, <laughs> sure, dude. You got to do as much as you can in your last minutes on this earth. Which I appreciate because it would be so easy to do a dummy there. It would look like crap, but it's smart to do a skydiver because at least you could have, and the dude's doing skydiving acting, I guess. He's like, oh no, kind of a thing. It's kind Yeah, and he just sort of like goes limp and falls and you can sort of like it's kind of genius that the judge robes are left on this guy because it sort of conceals the parachute pouch like a little bit but definitely not because like he definitely still just has a hump on his back <laughs> well, no, he was just uh you know he just had a hump back he was just uh disfigured yeah yeah i mean it's fucking awesome today uh, on the skydiving news <laughs> network the uh we've lost our only supreme court justice the skydiving excellent judge <laughs> hopper the the cool one the cool one <laughs> so there, there's no one to break ties in the air anymore <laughs> and with this we salute the cool one <laughs> It turned out today, uh, tragic news out of Colombia. We lost the skydiving judge. Uh, it appeared that this afternoon he was the hammer. And the ground, well, the ground was the gavel's platform. This, this of course, only comes weeks after the death of the only skydiving clown, Flippo. It's been a hard, you know, it's been a hard year for the world, but it's been a devastating year for the skydiving community. Now all the skydiving community looks to one of our most beloved figures, Nancy, the skydiving nurse. 
Question though is how I mean I, I assume the skydiving industry has been devastated by COVID because who I bet it's in open. There, yeah, oh yeah, that's a good question. Because it's like you could socially distance at twenty thousand <laughs> yeah, feet. Dude, talk about <laughs> social distancing. It's outdoors. <laughs> I feel like bungee jumping is probably out though. Oh yeah, that's well, trouble. You, you, no, it's in. You just have to get a meal when you when you get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they, they're they're converting it to outdoor eating. Yeah. <laughs> you can't uh, just have a beer. You need a meal with your beer. You can't just ha- you can't just bungee jump. Eat some French fries, dude. Now I'm just picturing like Dan Cortez bungee jumping off the off a bridge with like chicken wings in his hands. He puts, like a, he puts a mozzarella stick at the bottom and bites half of it, and the cheese stretches as yes. he goes up. Oh Ooh. yeah, there it is. That's nice. A f- I, a f- that's like a mouth bungee. <laughs> oh, I don't know why, but that's awful. It just <laughs> sounds awful to my ear. One thing I don't want to lose is when you the the first shot of Andrew Divoff is you you see this this whole uh courtroom in peril they, they've lined uh all of these hostages up against the window so no one can shoot them yada yada and he is banging the ga- a gavel but it's actually using the butt of his gun which sa- seems really dangerous to me yeah wow dude i would not be doing that this guy is badass <laughs> it's just it's it when you get a gun there's a big x with that picture when like in, in the <laughs> manual like, please and, do not use your gun as a gavel sir and you sir, and you judge are found guilty oh i shot my henchman again <laughs> oh my henchman's dead oh just, okay get judge- to get a new henchman today Judge Dredd should have had that, like before Ooh. he could like kill anyone, he had to bang his gun on something. <laughs> well, so it's like, what does that what does that safety manual say, Steve? Don't bang your gun like a gavel. Uh, don't scratch your forehead with your gun. Don't pretend to do karaoke with your gun. That's also a bad use <laughs> of a gun. Yes. Don't, don't pretend it's a microphone. <laughs> don't stir your coffee with your gun. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely not. Not, dude. not a good don't, idea. Don't mouth bungee with it. Also, not a good idea. <laughs> Uh, so this judge fucking eats pavement, and we cut to this bucolic, white as white can get prep school. Uh, I feel like the movie is really trying its best here, which means failing. Uh, the two black actors in the movie are Lou Gossett Jr. and some kid who's one of the friends. Yeah, played Le- by legit T- shocked that both of these characters make it through the movie alive yeah played by t russell but there's also um a, a, a you know a, a latin kid george perez plays ricardo montoya oh yeah that's yeah, true their group of friends is weirdly diverse but everybody else is white yeah. And, even, and it's kind of hilarious because um at one point later in the movie they're doing they're trying to fuck with the head count and T.E. Russell, uh, Hank Giles, gets back in line to be counted again. And the guy's like, I already counted you. I'm like, yeah, if you're going to do that scam, do it with anybody else. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, how about the kid from uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Make him fucking do that gag. <laughs> One of your 700 Aryan friends. Have them do it. <laughs> <laughs> but haven't put a hat on. By the way, Andrew Divoff's uh, IMDb profile picture is him with an eye patch. And I'm sure it's for a movie. No. Nope. But I'm like, did he? What? Did he lose an eye? <laughs> It's from uh, it's actually from uh, the character he played on Lost. Oh, okay. Where he was playing a a Russian, actually. This dude's a a fucking master of (laughs) accents. Yeah, I read that he knows like eight languages. That's pretty cool. Yeah, sometimes I think that's like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to check them all, so you're going (laughs) to add some more. Yeah, it's like it's it's you know Russian and Spanish, and then you're like, I know eight. (laughs) You know what? Call that eight. 
<laughs> oh, and he says he used to speak Romanian, but then forgot when he had no one to speak it with. But that's sort of like uh, he's just trying to add more and more on. Yeah, dude, I used to. I used to speak fluent Swahili. <laughs> Problem was, I had no one else to speak with, and I just fucking forgot the whole thing. You know, I the think wish- I'm forgetting English, by the way. <laughs> The jinn himself has forgotten more languages than I'll never learn. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's true. true. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they're spray painting. This is our introduction to these bad boys. Uh. Is uh, Sean Astin is spray painting their name of the, the name of the school is like the what is it? The Regis School. The Regis, right? Oh boy! <laughs> and uh, they they cross it out and he writes Regis. Oh, this is exactly when I want them all to die. Well, the <laughs> yeah. minute this happens, I'm like, all right, shoot them all. Lame <laughs> vandalism is your you've had enough right I, there. I guess I I should be. It's not. It wasn't until I learned that they're all the fucking you know sons of corporate America that I was like. The rejects my ass. Get the fuck out of here. But that's what's kind of great about this movie, though, guys, is once you realize that these kids are like rich ass motherfuckers whose dads are all one percenters. You're kind of like, all right, Andrew Devoff, like whatever, man. I, you know, I'm rooting for whoever. I, yeah, you know, I'm just here to see some fun. I don't care what <laughs> yeah, happens. Exactly. Just but somebody blow something up. Not I'm, only do they, not only I'm going to stop you right there, Chris. Okay. I got to tell okay. you something. Not only do they write rejects on this school sign, they steal this. I guess it's a. It's not a police officer. Yeah, a baton of the security forces who who they do have guns, by the way. Yes. They steal this baton and play keep away from this grown man <laughs> while they while they paint this vandalism there, where we know today they would be shot dead. Dude, here's the thing. This guy is the first one on campus to eat shit when the terrorists come. And it's kind of sad because like He's seen twice. Once he's being fucked with by children. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then the second time he's like, well, hey, you can't go in. <laughs> and then is just murdered. He's the saddest character in the movie. This, this poor guy who was just looking forward to his fucking ham and cheese on crustless white. <laughs> and he just gets gunned down in the middle of this. Great. Great Absolutely. character development. Yeah, so he, and that's the thing is that it's so like because they're little rich boys, little white rich boys, they give him back his his uh, baton. And he's like, I'm gonna get you guys someday. And it's like, dude, no fucking way. I of just, course not. I, I, would, I, just, I just went to his IMDb page. He plays Frank the Guard in Toy Soldiers. He's got two other acting roles only, and one of them is in. Lincoln from 1988, starring Sam Watterson as Abraham Lincoln. Ooh. What? I have something to find. Mary Tyler Moore <laughs> is also in that movie. Does Mary I- Tyler Moore play Mary Todd Lincoln? Yes, she does. Ah, yes. I would suggest. I would put it up in front of the court, the oh, WHM mini- court. Miniseries, two episodes. That Frank the Guard getting his revenge on these fucking kids and this being a horror movie would be better than this. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I would love it. a nice guard movie. Him, I want him to crack and like just take out these kids. Well, well you, here's what it is, Kevin. You can just pretend that Frank the guard is Michael Myers in Halloween H two O because that's a fucking horror movie set at a private school. Mm-hmm. There or, you go. I'm liking it. You get one crazy weekend. It's uh, it's it's Toy Soldiers. Twenty years later, they go back. The, the oh. surviving cast goes back just to have like a fun weekend, re- reliving old times. But uh oh, it's on the very night Frank the guard was murdered. 
I, yep, I'm down. This school uh, was also like a couple years after this, maybe even like two years after this, was the setting for uh, Major Pain. And I like to imagine no. they're in the same universe. Oh, yeah. And yes. that was like the second launch was uh, the Major Pain era. Yeah, like, because you relaunched the school, dude, as a military yep. academy, so there's fucking weaponry everywhere. Protect the school from further terrorism. William, yeah, well, Hick- William Hickey will not talk about it, though. He's not going <laughs> to tell it Major Payne about what's going on. I was just going to say, I do love at the end of this movie, it's like, oh, man. And like, there's this implication that the school will continue. The school will absolutely not continue. <laughs> Absol- no way, dude. No way. You're fucking clearing all signs that this was a school oh, but the camp crystal lake continued <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> a little yes. bit. i mean it's gonna take years to get the blood off the fucking walls at the exactly. very least and, and think... all the explosions that have happened see yeah totally here's the thing at least during like the interim years it's kind of like annually a haunted house around Halloween. <laughs> i got it yeah i think this is gonna turn into like a staples or a holiday Inn express <laughs> yeah. oh, right, right, right after it's a spirit halloween store yeah yep yep uh so they're walking around and uh one of the someone's like hey so and so lou gossett jr wants to see you this is phil donahue oh right the kid the kid who exits the movie immediately he's like oh cool i'm in oh i'm not in the movie (laughs) was uh, was that a placeholder name because wasn't that a talk show host phil donahue was a talk show host i I, think they must have cut the one joke where somebody makes that joke you know what i mean where somebody's like oh donahue like the talk show no not really i'm I'm on imdb and for some reason phil is in quotes and donahue is there oh that's why because i think because the kid, I think his last name is just Donahue, and they jokingly call him. Because this was 1991. Yeah. Phil Donahue was at, it was like. Fucking everywhere, it's dude. Like Phil Donahue, Oprah, and fucking Sally Jesse Raphael, man. That was afternoon talk show Exactly. Shit. You couldn't take a shit without looking at Phil Donahue. You just <laughs> open up the toilet bowl, and he's there. He's they, everywhere. They should have, they should have, you know, <laughs> ponied up and gotten Phil Donahue to play this part. <laughs> oh, yes. The part of the child? Yes, yes the child. Yes, yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, we, me and my rowdy friends there just spray painted the walls. What do you? Ah, look at this. It's uh, it's me. I'm a 60 year old man <laughs> with huge glasses, and here's my my friends, four 15 year old boys. Well, Billy, I guess the idea is that my dad needs me. My dad <laughs> needs me to go visit him for a little bit. I'm sorry, there, Joey. I gotta go. Can't do out of the, this weekend's prank on Lou Gossett Jr. Kitties. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, I love so they, it. I think yes. more old people should play young people because I'm uh, I'm one of the rare Clifford defenders. A big fan of yeah. Clifford. You know, so. Clifford was a movie I saw once as a child, and I guess I just didn't understand it. You, you need to be a little a little smarter. <laughs> oh, yeah. As I mean, as we've said on this show, man, kids are stupid. Yeah. I saw it in theaters, and that was one of the few, the, one of the first times. Like, oh, movies are bad sometimes, kind of a thing. <laughs> like, that one was a real stinker. So the the kids are uh, Sean Astin is Billy. He's the leader. You've got Will Wheaton playing Joey, uh, who is, Joey Trotta, who is mm-hmm. uh, a mo- the son of a mob boss, played by fucking Jerry Orbach. Which uh, you could use a little bit more. Keith Coogan of Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and Adventures in Babysitting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, you can see his full fucking dick. <laughs> Almost. I mean, it's nestled in his tidy oh, whiteies. Keith Coogan. But- you're talking about Keith Coogan's shorts here? Yeah. Dude, but- that fucking dong was just 
begging to be freed Dude, on this set. It's fucking on display. Like, did I just order some versh here? <laughs> saying it, <laughs> saying it nestled like it's dumplings in stew. <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking that's a great analogy because then you could eat it. But I was yeah. thinking about like baby birds in there uh-huh. in the nest. You know, sure. well, because like there are so many sequences in this movie where it's like a bunch of teenage boys hanging around in fucking banana hammocks, dude. And like, yeah. there's a scene where it's like, what are we gonna do about the terrorists? And his fucking dick is just in this purple banana hammock. Like, let me out, let me out. These are too tight. Because I mean, like, honestly, I'm like, yo, dude, um, yeah, let's let's have the terrorist planning meeting first. Can everybody put some pants on? <laughs> the let's terrorist just, planning meeting. I thought there was gonna be something like the dicks are gonna start talking or something. No, you know what? I really like that they never show the full thing though. It's like you you don't want to show Jaws until the end. That's true. Yeah, you just want to like see the fin sometimes. But you know, it I is. guess I guess it is fine because it's like okay, so this is a macho like action movie, and we've got this these younger boys at a prep school. If it was a horror movie with young women, you'd be seeing their tops. Oh, off, for sure. So. Oh, yeah. I, so we get to see a little bit of bottom off play here. I, actually, a, little something, a little something for the ladies, I guess. Well, I think that's the thing, right? If you were like a 16, 17-year-old kid in 1991, a, a boy yes. or a girl, and you're trying to get another girl to come to a, see a movie with you, and you're, you really, really wanted to see Toy Soldiers, and it's like, well, hey. There's a bunch of dudes in fucking <laughs> skimpy underwear. Does that do anything for you? I'm coming for the explosions and the fucking awesome kill shots, and you're coming for the fucking banana hammocks hanging on for well, dear life. It's it's good that the trailers really did highlight the banana hammocks. <laughs> Actually, uh, you if know, you've seen it, that it, the the shorts prominently featured. If, if if by some off chance someone listening had their sexual awakening f- during this movie, please write into the mailbag. We all hate movies <laughs> at gmail.com. I want to know the circumstance. I am sure there is because, I mean, this movie was plastered all over cable television. Mm. And if you're oh, looking for that banana it, hammock, yeah. you'll find it in this film. Ooh, um, late, late night hang with the bananas. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. Is there Toy Soldier slash fic? Oh, oh, my oh, God. Great question. Oh, great question. Yeah, that's also the mailbag, everybody. Um, no, Kevin, I want you to ruin your search history right okay. now. <laughs> I'll, I'll get right on it. Quick uh, quick little uh, trivia tidbit here about this cast. Do you know the cool connection between uh, Keith Coogan and Sean Astin? No. Oh, yes, I do. Sean Astin is the son of John Astin, who was Gomez Adams on the television show. And Keith Coogan is the grandson of fucking Jackie Coogan, who was Uncle Fester. Do you know That's the other fucking cool. uh, matchup? That is all over the trivia to this fucking movie. No, there are five trivia facts in the and tri- on the Tribune, all just saying that Jerry Orbach and Mason Adams were both in FX, and that mm-hmm. Jerry Orbach also played a mafia figure. Oh, you're right. There's like five different entries for this one stupid fact. <laughs> hey, and that's actually something else. We got another cast connect here. Mason Adams and Sean Astin both in popular Pauly Shore movies. Sean Astin in Encino Man. Mm-hmm. And Mason Adams, I believe, was the grandfather and son-in-law. Yes. So you um, got that going oh. for you. Uh, by the way, I just looked it up. There are a ton of slash fiction um, based on this film. Oh, that wow. sounds about right. Okay. Um, Keith Coogan, by the way, uh, playing... I, I mean, I've seen this movie 20 times as a kid, about five times as an adult, uh, but... His character name is Snuffy Bradbury. I've never heard that before in this film. Snuffy? I, Snuffy. Who's calling him Snuffy? Anyone get Snuffy? Uh, I he's think got they asthma. throw it around. He's got asthma, so that would make oh, some sense. That, but 
I was going to say, that sounds like the nickname of somebody who, like, snorts heroin off their knuckle. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, how does that, what is the connection to asthma? Well, snuff, snuffles, sniffles, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I just don't know what snuffy is. Anyway, makes well, maybe he's a big fan of Snuffleupagus from Sesame Street. <laughs> let, who knows? let me ask you something. Is the guy that hires Nick Cage in 8mm named Snuffy? That would make much more sense. <laughs> I think I found one where Billy and Joey are fucking. Oh, gr- oh, great. You know what, dude? Just um, email that to uh, anyone other than me. Find yeah. someone else and email it to them. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this whole the, thing uh, with... The boy with the cross earring. Anyway, okay. I'm going to leave this site. Yeah, there you go. Just anyway. Bo- bookmark it for later. I will. I'll check it out tonight. Uh, late so... night bananas. <laughs> So this fucking kid Donahue, okay, he's the fucking son of the judge for this Colombian drug lord case, and they're like, hey man, there's been lots of threats against your family, we gotta take you into hiding for your own protection, blah blah blah, so we're pulling you out of school, and Sean Astin and and Will Wheaton are doing the like standing outside the door listening to them but it's a crazy thing where will wheaton's like oh hey like there's a window above the door sean Aston, like lift me up so i can see what's going on and will do you notice this? will wheaton is wearing like soccer cleats and yeah. he just steps on sean Aston's back i was like jesus christ <laughs> Probably in Eric Slash fiction, most yeah. likely. Oh, that's actually true. Check that out later. <laughs> you're going to have to mend my wounds later. This is the crotchety Dean played by Lou Gossett Jr., the great Lou Gossett Jr., who's pretty Absolutely. good in this. Um, now, now, is he like a head of security? And Because there's a headmaster as well, and that is uh, Marcus Brody. Yeah, Den- Denholm Elliott, uh, the late great. Um, but yeah, I-, I think he's just the na- he's just the dean. He's the guy you know is keeping the order, kind of a what thing. Was a headmaster dude. Well, I think that guy's more on like the also like with the academic side of things. Like I think Luke Asa Jr.'s deal is like he only is charged with like keeping the kids in order and stuff right. like that. Okay. Where yeah, like, yeah, I feel like Brody deals with like the the donors. Yeah, like the, glad the, handing the the father like whenever like they have to have a big uh, like fundraiser, he's really heading up everything. Yeah, there's that. He's probably also dealing directly with the teachers. That's not really mm-hmm. something Lou Gossett Jr. is right. doing. Funneling but, drugs through the school. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Lou Jr. is like, well, well, help help your friends pack because again, immediately they are breaking his rules. And he's like, these kids. And I think he's a little too soft on this group. I'll be honest with you. Yep. And here's he's way why. too soft it's, on this group. It's a big problem I had with this movie. This movie, I mean, I, I had a good time with this movie, but it would be way better if Luke Gossett Jr. was like a disgruntled Vietnam veteran. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because for two reasons. Well, no, because for two reasons. I mean, maybe flashbacks. But like, one, he would be way harder on Sean Ass and it would be fucking great. Uh, but then two, like at the end of the movie... He would be the dude breaking back into campus to like help the kids sure. way more than he actually does in this yeah. movie. I mean, that might be too close to his Iron Eagle franchise for his comfort. Was that oh. already launched by now? Uh, yeah, by oh, 91. Def- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, Iron Eagle, huge. I mean, he's Stay playing. Stay tuned, by the way. Absolutely. He's playing cheerleader to uh, Sean Astin in this movie for the most part. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those, like, I don't want this student to fail. I'm giving him a bunch of I, tough love. It's a little bit more. It's like, I trust this guy to uh, pull off something that the FBI would, you know, <laughs> usually do. <laughs> I, I, definitely, I definitely trust him on that one. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, he says at some point, he's like, oh, I don't trust Billy to get to class on time, but I sure do trust him to fucking lead an all-out assault on Colombian <laughs> terrorists. <laughs> 
I mean, dude, go when you're for up, it, Billy. When you're up Shit's Creek without a paddle, dude, like I don't know. Counterpoint: If he loses, what have you really lost? That's, that's kind of what. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's like, well, fuck it, give it a shot. So give it first, a shot, Sean Aston. So that's like whatever. Uh, Donnie who goes away. Uh, Billy's got a great idea. Uh, he's got he's he's procured and made this mouthwash that is that something that looks like mouthwash, but I guess it's vodka, creme de menthe, and something else. Uh, pepper peppermint schnapps. Yes. So yeah. that it looks and smells like uh, uh, mouthwash, but Dude, it's actually it's disgust. Like it's, just give me vodka with green food dye. Well, his whole thing is like, and that way your breath just smells like mint, which is dumb because if you've ever consumed any of those, uh, like the peppermint schnapps or uh, uh, creme de menthe, it's still just boozy. You just smell like your boozy grandmother. <laughs> exactly. No, I just had it out tight. I wasn't drinking. I was washing my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's not like minty green winter fresh. It's more like menthol cigarette -y, You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I mean, which is why it is kind of funny because it's like the naivete of like yeah, teenagers sure. and shit. Because like later when Lou Gossett Jr. immediately finds this shit and he takes a sip, or I think he actually just takes a whiff and he's like yeah. yeah this is clearly alcohol you idiot kids so he grabs all his boys together to hang out in this special area underneath the kitchen that becomes important later in the film this uh, like storage room or whatever this is the set of a nickelodeon show what the yeah. fuck is a school doing with like a fully furnished hidden room like this it is uh, also a really weird thing to gather your friends to, but maybe I was an outlier. Maybe there were jerk parties and I wasn't invited. <laughs> there, yeah, I, I never was a fan of the jerk parties, guys. No. Uh, Lucas Jr. interrupts what would definitely turn into a jerk-off party. Because he's got the drinks out. They're all like hanging out and like, well, what are we going to do, Billy? And Billy's got this cool... Uh, he hacks into the phone line with this, like, whatever, this router, or whatever the hell you want to call it, and he calls a sex line. And what he does is... He describes it's you know a sexy lady voice named Jennifer. It's like, what do you look like? And what he does is he gives this male character traits of all the boys. So it's like, yep. I have blonde hair like Keith Coogan. I've got you know I'm five ten like uh, my friend Ricardo. I'm you know I've got an earring like Billy. And I'm and I'm, did I tell you that I'm a bla a strong black man? And then it's just like I love long blonde hair and a black man. Billy. Right. Oh, oh, oh right. Steve, yeah. Steve is the character <laughs> you, name. You just want them to cut to the fifty six year old smoking a cigarette on the <laughs> other line, making the hurry it up uh, gesture with their finger. <laughs> oh my god! I just randomly caught on Pluto TV an episode of Beavis and Butthead where they call a sex line. Nice. And it's a yeah, obviously it's oh a, yeah, it's a it's an obese woman living. At home with all her family around her while she is smoking oh, and doing I, this, and then she put they're like put the phone in your ass and yeah. she like sits on it <laughs> yeah, for days right. and they listen to it all night long. Yes, yes. Amazing. Oh God, I do remember Lord. that. You know, by the way, I'm just this is kind of a weird rabbit hole, but the woman who voices Jennifer, the sex phone operator, Ooh. is a woman named Tracy Brooks Swope. Uh, who's been in a couple movies here and there, kind of uh, some like special thankses here and there, but she used to be married to John Avildsen. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, wow. the the director of uh, the Karate Kid and Rocky, right? That's right. That's right. Hi kind of Hollywood royalty. 
Hollywood royalty, indeed. So, so but they're they're like about they're like seconds away from, from pulling it out. Off. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. You just, you, that starts off. You cut to Luke Gossett Jr. grading papers, and he notices one of the phone lines is on, and he over he he ha, he punches in, and he hears it, and he runs down. By the time you get back, she's like really getting into it. She's talking about her nipples and everything. Uh, oh, eh. and it's Honey. like. I, you know what, guys? I'm good. They also start this whole thing about talking about correct etiquette to how to beat off when your roommate's asleep, by mm-hmm. the way. Oh, right. That's, that's right. Yeah. Like, wait for your roommate to go to sleep before you're beaten off. Don't beat off when he's in the room. Right. I, I sometimes about... pretend to sleep while you choke your chicken, that yeah. kind of stuff. And then someone else says, slap your monkey. There's a few, there's a few uh, words to describe what they do at night. Uh, and none of them is like, hey, man, why don't you just wait till you're taking a shower? <laughs> exactly. Or like, <laughs> or ask, how about I go and take a shower and then you jerk off? How about yep. that? Yep, well, exactly. Or just do the cabin method and jerk off as soon as they wake up in front of them. <laughs> as soon as they get going. All the boys know it. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fan of this method. Okay. Yeah, it was very interesting living with you for a few years. So he, like, you know, finds, they see his flashlight coming, and, uh, you know, they all kind of hide or whatever, and then, like, Sean Astin gets caught, and he's trying to do the, like, take the fall for everybody, uh, but Lou Gaza Jr. is not a stupid man, and he's not having any of that, and he makes all the kids fucking, like, come out, and, you know, he makes Sean Astin, he's like, you're gonna fucking take back all these booze, you're gonna go... Because he's bragging about, like, I sold, like, eight bottles of booze at, like, $35 a pop or something like that to various students. And Lucasa Jr., man, humiliating move, making this kid knock on all the doors, being like, excuse me, can I have that alcohol back? But the move is, just don't even tell him, like, oh, no, yeah, you got it all, man. You got everything. Exactly. He doesn't know, like, because he does the thing. He's like, you better not lie to me. Like, I don't know, I'll lie to you all the time. I'm a fucking kid. Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Uh, or, or yeah, that was the only one I made. Well, see, this is what how Louis Gossett Jr. knows he could trust uh, Billy. Here is is he tells to, he buckles pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> because he also goes like, all right, he's like, you're doing this in front of me. You're doing this with me. It's humiliating. Let me just get it myself. He's like, you've got ten minutes to bring all these bottles back to me. And it's like, right. I don't know. I don't trust this fucking kid. And I don't. And I, like, you know what, dude? You're suspended. How about that? Let's start there with a real fucking. Real punishment here. Yeah, you're like locked in your dorm, you know mm. what I mean, or something like that. All right. Uh, All right, that's it. All of you, you're masturbating alone <laughs> for the rest of the semester at least. I hate to be a hard ass here, but no more jerk parties. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, no, no. I said the last time, if I caught you down here again, it would be no jerk parties. Uh, and what, here we are. What if we have a chaperone? <laughs> oh, God. I, I guess, guys, we should shape up. Yeah, we have to shape up, don't we? Because we, we want to be jerking off with each other, right? We want to be jerking <laughs> off with each other. I've told this story before, uh, but I'll tell it again now. Uh, I was at a friend's house. Uh, like There was like six or seven dudes. Here we go. Uh, me and me and another friend were there was like an all-star baseball uh on N64 underrated baseball game by the way kind of a <laughs> tournament going on in one room uh-huh. and then the people who lost the tournament would go into the the TV room and i me and my buddy were the last we were, we did really well so we had this big long game it was like 25 minutes come out and everybody else in the quote unquote party was watching pornography, laying down with blankets on each uh, <laughs> over their ch- over their areas, and it was very clear what was going on. No one was together; <laughs> everyone was separate. Right, but it was very clearly like little uh, late night bananas happening. Here. Wait, 
This was the punishment for losing the tournament? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you struck out, Sadak. Now go jerk off in the back room with everybody else. Well, that was the thing. Is me and my buddy kind of looked at each other. And we're like, you want to do a rematch? Like, yeah, let's go do a rematch. <laughs> let's, uh, I got the Atlanta Braves. I got the Yankees. That's it. <laughs> and let that happen. Was this like a... A sleepover scenario? I believe it was. I believe it was a, a longer kind of a night thing, and that was it turned into porn fairly quickly. Oh, and then I was like, it was a real, like, whatever you guys are done, let's watch a horror movie Think kind of, of a scenario. All those sticky fingers all night long doing whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm watching each one of them wash their hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching it. They're going in there, and they're doing it. Uh, are we doing this? I will. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I I recall a horrifying fucking memory of uh, we we uh, a, a buddy had a party. It was like one of the first ever. Like my parents are away, and I'm having people over to my house party. Kid had like a huge house, a lot of people there, and it was it was we were too young to pull off a fake ID situation just quite yet you know what i mean you, so we weren't yeah. like chalking ids and going to a convenience store so it was a you've got to like steal whatever booze is in your parents house and shit so it was like a, just a, a real smorgasbord of liquor really awful uh and we were just we were fucking hammered we were in 10th grade we were hammered at this kid's house and everybody was staying over and at one point in the evening, because there was always the one guy. There yes, was exactly. always yeah, the mm -hmm. one guy that was like, hey, man, watching pornography in public. And it was, this was the first time that this ever happened to me. And I immediately was like, I don't need to be watching pornography with a group of people. But this kid comes out and he's like, hey, man, found one of my dad's porno tapes. And this dude's dad, no shit, had like a f almost like floor to ceiling stack of VHS tapes in nice. the closet. I saw the stack, did not inspect the tapes. They were all like black, caseless situation. But this dude claimed they were all pornography. Anyway, this dude puts on pornography, and it's like, all right, this is really weird. Uh, and a bunch of kids, was, this was late at night. A bunch of kids start passing out at this point. I pass out watching pornography. I wake up, and I remember specifically like opening my eyes, and where I was looking was like at the television, and some dude's fucking getting sucked off, and I'm like, all right, the, <laughs> the porno is still on. This is great. And the other thing where, like, you open your so eyes not, when you wake up. Not in the party area. It was, <laughs> no, no, it was no, in no. the movie, okay. Yeah, 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 no. It was on screen uh, dick sucking. And so you wake up, and, like, you don't really move, but you just, like, become awake and open your eyes. And that's kind of what I was doing looking at the television. And also I was, like, still drunk. So, oh, what's going on? Where am I? And I'm looking. I'm like, okay, pornography's still on. Some of the lights are out. Okay. And then I realized, I'm like, why is the couch shaking? <laughs> and oh, no. I kind of like turn just very carefully. Uh, and a buddy of mine is next to me just feverishly masturbating. <laughs> Dude, I'd be worried about like your couch having a little baby. Imagine <laughs> explaining that to mom and dad. <laughs> My yeah, couch I'm is pregnant. <laughs> And so I'm just I'm I'm fucking laying on this couch. I'm like, this dude's just jerking off. And this guy was like really jerking off, really, really going for it. And the thing that was crazy was like, Steve, unlike your story, no one else was jerking off. Everybody yeah. was asleep. And this guy was like, speaking of everybody's asleep. So, the, the, this is, the move is you got to go to the bathroom. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're, oh, yeah. you, 
take your mental imagery with you and then just enjoy yourself in the bathroom, clean up, and no one's the wiser. And the way that I, because I was like, I got to get out of this. I cannot have this dude finish while I'm fucking <laughs> mm-hmm. laying here. Are like, you, this whoa, is, whoa, whoa, whoa. You in the splash zone? Uh, dude, I, I would have been in the splash Oof. zone, man. You know, I was at a fucking Gallagher front row, man. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't. I, I mean, if this guy's the bear going at his dick like it's DiCaprio, like <laughs> you don't know where it's going to go. Exactly. You, you don't know, really. Exactly. Sick Academy Award winning film <laughs> reference, Chris. Also, you know, you, you're young. That, that, that was a live wire you got there, son. Okay, definitely. You and, and here's control the thing. that. You don't, you're not a pilot yet. You're not a palm pilot, seasoned vet. <laughs> exactly. uh, you don't have enough hours in. <laughs> exactly. Get back in that simulator, <laughs> asshole. And so I'm laying there. And again, the other thing is I'm waking up. While the jerk is in progress. So uh-huh. I have no idea how long the jerk's been going on, which, mm-hmm. yeah, it means I have no idea how long the jerk has left to go. Yeah. So I'm oh, trying I'm trying to, like, fucking MacGyver my way out of this. And I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And one of the guys was passed out. And he was snoring. Total chainsaw situation. So I just yelled at, at this guy, you know, so-and-so, stop fucking snoring. Nice. And it scared the shit out of this kid. That mm-hmm. pud came right out of his hand. He wow. fucking jumped off the couch and like booked it to the bathroom. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's where you should have been in the first place. No, like Next. much like DiCaprio, he learned how to play dead. <laughs> just let it happen. <laughs> Did you just rewatch that recently? Oh, I just I, I saw like a clip of it somewhere. I forget. <laughs> Love it. So oh. whatever. Uh, yeah, and like you know, Lou Gossett Jr. has like a quick heart to heart. Like you know, if you get uh, expelled here, what this is gonna be your fourth prep school in three years or whatever it is. Right. Would you? And it's like, would you live with your father or your mother? And it's like, oh, divorce. That explains it. Mm-hmm. Kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why he kind of sucks. Ooh. So he gets uh, pots and pans duty for the rest of the semester, which is a totally light um, uh, sentence. And he comes back to Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton doing this accent, by the way. This, what like, are we doing? New Yorky kind of accent over here kind of thing. He's like, oh, whoa, what happened to you? Ah, jeez, Will. And it's like, you're, you're, dude, you're Will Wheaton. It's I know. terrible casting. I mean, you can't play Italian when you have the word wheat in your name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other thing, too, is like, he doesn't have to sound like that. Yes. I, mean, I think I, they say something about like, because uh, his his father is Jerry Orbach, and he's like the head of the Jersey Mafia. Sure. So like you could get away with just not doing anything, and nobody would yeah, notice. You're just and a suburban kid. And yet, also, yeah, you don't have to be from the streets, or and or like you know, cer- certain kids rebel by suppressing their accents, like I do every day. Um, <laughs> right. It's very easy to do, but yeah, it's, he's just doing this thing. Oh, what was what happened? He's like, we're gonna strike back. We're gonna strike back hard. And the, the prank is you're going to move the headmaster, Delholm Elliott stuff, all out into the quad. And it's it, when 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 they get caught here, it's just like Lou Gossett Jr. and Delholm Elliott, like, wow, I'm really impressed with this. And like Delholm, he goes to Delholm Elliott, oh, try not to laugh. I'm like, no, this is you have no control over this kid, dude. And this is the problem. Yeah, but they're they're shit fucking school. They're dying for people to come. That's why they have. I guess so few pre- visibly present, but also <laughs> these fucking kids have been kicked out of so many other schools. What are they going to do? They need their money. Bro- Brody is delighted 
that yes. this has happened. <laughs> yes. Well, because here's like, the thing, I, though. He's about to do a dance. Yeah. Of co- <laughs> and of course he is, because as far as he knows, this is like a boys will be boys situation. Uh. He's not aware about the jerk sting that Lou Gossett <laughs> Jr. pulled last night. Because that's that's the audacity True. of it, right? It's like, you just got caught for this one thing. And then Sean Aston's like, we gotta strike back. <laughs> and that moment in this movie made me turn on Sean Aston's yes. character. I was like, no, you fucking suck shit, dude. You don't have to re- retaliate against anything. Let Will Wheaton go to sleep and shut up. By the way, because of what was interrupted last night, all of this stuff is just covered with the boy's seed. <laughs> Got it. It's just fucking filth. I'm jerking off on Marcus Brody's desk. <laughs> I got the wastebasket. I'm thinking of Jennifer. Eek. <laughs> In the drawers, uh, underneath the cushions. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's what happened. Was Marcus Brody, who uh, we're just calling Marcus Brody in this film, uh, <laughs> Delo right. Elliott is uh, was about to get his morning jerk briefing from Lou Gossett Jr. He gives like it's a kind of a police blotter of like sure, jerk yeah. reports that happened in the jerk evening. Jerk reports. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah we uh yep yeah, uh three kids in the shower uh last night uh, I heard <laughs> there uh, was a uh, there was a false alarm in uh, B block of the dorms <laughs> I thought thought someone was jerking in the bathroom but uh, kid was just throwing up uh and there's always a weird one like all blotters there's a weird one like kid found in the middle of the road jerking it singing total eclipse of the heart <laughs> <laughs> fuck they got me on their blotter uh, yeah. I'll have what he's having <laughs> they, yeah they uh. <laughs> I had to kick in uh, Tom, Tommy uh, Tommy's door because I thought it was a jerk session, but actually he said a ball with a paddle. And uh, was, uh, <laughs> ah, <it's>, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I kicked in the door. I thought there was a jerk session going on. It was actually two boys just consensually fucking. <laughs> so I I had to close the door. What was I gonna do? <laughs> it's prep him, school, man. Got to figure that shit out. Told him, God bless you, fellas, and left. <laughs> While this is all going on, by the way, we should mention that we do have an incredible cutscene to a truck driving across the uh, the Mexico-U.S. border, and it gets stopped by Border Patrol, and they're like, you know, kicking out all of these, uh, you know, folks trying to cross the border illegally and whatnot, like, get out of here, and it's all these, like, tired adults and everything like that, and then from the back of the truck comes Andrew Devoff and his fucking gang of dudes and just assassinates these guys. And it's one of those things where I was like, this scene is so totally unnecessary, but it's totally awesome. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, oh no, the border patrol. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no, oh no. No, no fucking tears shed at the Jupin household, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, this movie is like an hour and 52 minutes, and if they wanted to, they could have cut that out and the movie would have still made sense. Sure. But I appreciate them leaving it in. Yes, I agree. It's, a, it's some violent kills. There's some great blood and violence in this movie, which is surprising. No, so the body count is 18. 18 die and 18 on-screen deaths. Amazing. I'm nice. Sorry. The death's legal. <laughs> I think it's 18 more deaths than Masterminds has. But uh, Are there any deaths in that movie? I don't uh, believe so. Probably not. Because even Patrick Stewart makes that alive, right? I believe so, yeah. Yes, yes. I think he has a golf cart collision or something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> By the way, one of uh, Divoff's dudes is Michael Champion, who is fantastic, not only in this, but you'll remember him from Total Recall as the heavy under Michael Ironside, and he oh is, shit, yeah, he's great in this he's, movie. He's an excellent number two. 
Yes. He's incredible he's got, in this. He's just got a great presence. He's got silver hair, buzz. He's got glasses. He is the guy. There's always one of these dudes in all of these terrorist organizations die hard down to, down to this movie where you're looking at one of the terrorists and you're like, how did you join this gang? <laughs> and specifically in this in ca- this case with Mr. Champion, because we're, we're basically led to believe that everyone else in this gang is Colombian. Yes. And then he's just like this nerdy white guy. It's kind of crazy that he's as tough as he is in this movie because generally his kind of actor, if it's in a movie like this and he's part of the terrorist group, he's the computer guy. Yes. And they don't really have a computer guy in this gang. No, dude, because we're just fucking killing people. Exactly, <laughs> which is, again, why this movie's kind of awesome. So the next morning, yeah, obviously, like, uh, all that's going on. And Luke Gossett Jr. leaves camp is very important with oh, all right. the bottles of mouthwash <laughs> because he wants to, like, uh, go to the sheriff and be like, who's selling my kid's booze? The sheriff is mad because somebody sprayed rejects all over his his car. <laughs> Meanwhile, Andrew Divoff, and again, like in a, in any other movie, the, the security guard uh, stops the terrorists and gets like a dart to his neck or gets clobbered and tied up. They just shoot this dude in the heart like three times. Love well, it. it's incredible because they're like I don't know if it's Divoff or one of the other guys. Yeah, it's it champion is. is like, hey, get in this truck, and we're like driving up there. Like yes. they tell him to come. They with give him, him a chance. They they, they have rules, and if they're followed, everything it, will work out. I exactly, think. dude. And this dude just tries to play hero, and it's like, here's my little security guard pistol versus. Oh, what's that fucking six machine guns? <laughs> Whoops, Steve. It's really funny that you bring up the thing with uh, uh um uh the mouthwash and the mm-hmm. the sheriff, like. That makes sense what you just said, but I had it in my mind that like uh uh Lewis Gossett Jr. was trying to like unload that <laughs> for the like I thought he was doing like a justified scheme. Oh, he's trying to fucking sell him some like, hooch. He's like, I know your uncle runs the liquor store down there. Does he need like something for a miscellaneous bin? <laughs> miscellaneous. Like a little I, uh, like a kitschy Christmas present, like yeah. mouthwash. No, it's booze. <laughs> I would buy that. If I, was at, if I was at the liquor store, you know, I would be like, ah, fun for a change. Why not? I think it was just because it was so, like, secretive, the meeting. I was like, why don't you just say, like, tell me, what did your fucking uncle sell this booze to them? Oh, man. So um, all the kids are eating, brec- or eating breakfast. Michael Champion comes in. Again, this is Michael Champion with a, with a machine gun. Raises it right at the ground, right at the sky. Shoots really fuck for a really long time, and it rules. It's pretty great, and all these kids duck for cover. Uh, and this is like you know the the siege of the school sort of montage here, not really. But there's yeah. an amazing part where some kid tries to run to a payphone. Oh yes, and some like one of the terrorists is like, oh hey, get away from that phone, and like turns the gun towards the kid, and then some teacher who looks exactly like Kurt Vonnegut <laughs> runs out of nowhere and is like, hey, stop giving this kid trouble, and this dude shoots this guy right in the fucking head. Oh, not only that, he hits him in the gut first, then he goes down, oh, then he right, gets he shot. executes him, you're totally right. It and is. then he shoots the shit out of all the phone booths, which and is pretty funny. that poor old man was just like, oh, I'm just here to see Thornton Mellon trying to <laughs> help him with the paper. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Rodney should definitely have been in this movie, man. Absolutely. I'm your new English teacher. Oh, whoa, hey. Oh, let me just say, you boys are jerking off a little too much. It's going to fucking fall off. I would love it if he was, if he was Divoff's father in the jail. <laughs> yes. <with> Rodney. <laughs> 
And they could do a thing like you don't see him at first. And like when he's revealed in the jail cell, it's like feet first. And then it starts like going up. And you're like, those pants are kind of tacky. Wow, this guy's got a big gut for a sexy Colombian drug. Do- oh, it's Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield playing the role from Caddyshack. It's a shared universe for some reason. That would so, be pretty sweet. That, I mean, that guy would end up in federal prison for sure. Oh, yeah. he definitely did. Yeah, hey, there's no doubt about it. Hey, it's definitely the best wine I've drank out of a toilet. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they they take over, and the whole thing is they are looking for this Donahue kid. That is why they are taking over this school because they're trying to do a little like you know we're going to take your kid hostage till you let my fucking father out of prison kind of a deal. Uh, and Denholm Elliot is just like. I guess he's just so polite and so gentle and so British that he's like, no, I swear to you, the child is not on this campus. And Devoff is like, well, now what are we going to do? This honest old man's telling the truth. Well, no, he, he, he finds out that, it's that, that he is telling the truth. It's like, and, you know, again, Devoff is like, hey, man, you told the truth. If you continue to do that, you have nothing to worry about from me. Again, I'm right. on Devoff's side here. He's just Pretty trying to do, good so, dude. Try to do a business dude. deal. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, but this is it's actually a really interesting way for the screenplay to introduce you to all of these characters, all the boys, because, you know, Devop's got like files on all of them. Yes. So it's like, oh, the Donahue kid isn't here. OK, well, say, let's see what everybody else's daddy does. Uh, and kind of they go through the laundry list and it's like, you know, so, you know, so and so works at the White House. So and so is, the you know, a, one of a, a partner at a big law firm. One one uh, uh, Keith Coogan's dad is a big banker who's also the vice chair of the RNC. Mm. Put a bullet in that kid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously. Uh, yeah, the, you have um, the, the uh, Sean Astin is oh, his right. father is the third. He runs the third largest construction company in the world. In the world. In the world. World. A little world. rich boy over here. Which means he owns at least two islands. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yep. I'm just like, what does that even mean? Is he building towers in Dubai? That's what I would assume. Probably, yeah. Um, well, well, Bar, the uh, the Regis <laughs> school got taken over. What what are we gonna do here, Bar? Hey, Poppy, am I going back to school or what? <laughs> now, you, I'm glad you got expelled from the Regis school, son. <laughs> You'd be in real trouble. See what's happening to all your friends here, son? They've all been taken hostage by a terrorist. Now, Jeb, you went to the Regis school. Do you want to tell me if there's any basement at the Regis school? <laughs> We're trying to trying to get some boys in there. Oh, Poppy, you talk about the jerk-off room? <laughs> well, oh, yes. w, w. Oh, w. W. Oh, w. W. We used to call it the woodshed. Don't be so vulgar. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Uh, I do love the one, uh, George Perez's character, this dude, Ricardo Montoya. You know, he he goes up, Devoff goes up to this dude and he's like, oh, hey, uh, Montoya, eh? you uh, speak a little Spanish? And the kid's like, no, not really. And then Devoff turns around and says in Spanish, shoot him in the head. <laughs> and the kid's like, no, wait. And it's kind of a great, I thought you said you did. And it's it's a it's a teaching moment right here because he's like, again, you just have to tell me the truth. And he fucking whacks this kid in the leg with his gun. I mean, tell them the truth, obviously. I mean, what are you even fucking around for? Number two, get on their good side. Number three, maybe join up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. You know? Get some Coke you, money. Yeah, you hate your father. Come on. Exactly. I miss, Profit off of this terrorist attack. I'm missing at least one of these kids pissing and shitting themselves. Oh, my God, for There's sure. There's got to be yeah. at least one. No, that's, that's a good call, Chris. No one in this movie is a total coward. 
Like, you know what it would really be like, right? The real thing would be like the shining elevators, but it's full of piss and shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it would really be like if this situation's happening. Uh, We have to, uh, all right, give everyone 10 minutes to take a shower, get get changed. We'll clean this up. No, don't you, don't touch it. We're the terrorists. We'll take care of it. We got Uh, it. We got it. I am trying to be as clear as I possibly can be. I'm not going to hurt you as long as you tell the truth. I do not understand why so many of you little liars are pissing and shitting all over the floor. This is the easiest hostage situation ever. Just don't lie to me. The little liars. (laughs) All right. uh, Release all the faculty, but not the janitors. Seriously, we need at least three to four janitors. We need more janitors. Call call them in. Okay, no way. You are are no longer a history teacher. You are now a janitor. (laughs) This this could get sticky really quickly if we don't clean it up right now. Also, also, burn all the asparagus in the school. (laughs) And I I have to friendly request one more time. Boys, please stop jerking off at night. <laughs> is it, is it, is, I can hear it. I can smell it. Most importantly, oh, smell it! It just it smells like a fucking swimming pool in this place. It is disgusting. <laughs> it smells like one of those tre- those trees. You know the trees with the little flowers that uh, they smell. Yes. Oh, cum trees. Yes, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. So uh, they... we get to the biggest asshole in the movie. Oh, right the here. sheriff, dude. Dude, this sheriff is a fucking idiot, man. This guy rolls up, and uh, Lou Gossett Jr. is like, "Hey, there's definitely a group of terrorists <laughs> in my school. I think we should call the FBI." And this fucking podunk idiot is like, "No, nah, no, nah, I deal with this kind of stuff all the time. Let me take <laughs> care of it." And they fucking start driving the car up, and the dude's like on the on the like uh, little horn in the car, the little radio or whatever. Like, uh, you know, don't shoot. I'm unarmed. I'm just coming to talk, and I want you know, I want to figure out what you want. And they immediately <laughs> lay siege to this car. It's like the sheriff, and then another dude who's in the back seat, which is weird. They both like jump out of the car and run the, run away. And this is it gets. This is one of the most canon moments in the movie. It's like we have laid waste to this police car with these huge machine guns. There's like nothing left for this car. But uh uh-oh, we want to make sure this car is really dead because it's rocket launcher time. Fantastic. And also, like, I was shocked that the sheriff doesn't get it. This is the movie where the sheriff gets it, but he, he didn't definitely, get it. He definitely should not be no. able to get the fucking door open or something. Oh, yes. these electric locks. No! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or at the very least, he opens the door and he's getting out of the car when the rocket hits it. Yeah. And he just gets engulfed in flames. <laughs> and neither or. Uh, so, yeah, they give their. Uh, I, I kind of like how Delhomme Elliott like, is the hype man for a second because he's like giving <laughs> the demands for Devoff and Devoff like, takes the phone. It's like, and now the baddest motherfucker in the galaxy, <laughs> Lewis Kelly. <laughs> You're totally right. I think he. he about to drop front- some fucking hot knowledge on you about his, <laughs> his demands, Lewis Kelly. I think he does that because he's like. He's not happy with Denholm Elliott's hype performance. Yes. No, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> no, oh, fine, I'll just do it myself. So uh, he says, yeah, if, if one kid, the rules are if one kid goes missing, right. five kids will be executed. Which rules? And um, if two kids go missing, uh, he, he makes the number jump quite a bit for the second one. Ten. Yeah, it it's like, du- he doubles it. 
Is no, it just yeah. doubling? Yeah, I thought just, it was more. No, no, no. One, you know, one missing kid equals five dead kids, <laughs> and uh, that just goes up and uh, up and up. I see. Either way, it's pretty awesome. You should get a discount at three. I think get it like it's all right. It's it's twelve for three. Okay, wait, wait, a discount <laughs> for murdering. How does how does this work? A what? A Sorry. discount for murder? No, wait. yeah, yeah. You just it's a group rate. You know what I mean? You just right. want to make sure. Yeah, like yeah. The amount of bullets, you don't want to waste that many bullets anyway. I guess that's so fair. You know what? You lo- I mean, stomp one of these kids' skulls in. That's a good way to conserve some money. Or some knife play. Knife mm. is good. <laughs> uh, you know who doesn't need to be in this movie, though? Because I was just thinking about this recently. I saw him in something else, and it was annoying. R. Lee Ermey. Yeah. Just like, it kind of sucks that that dude was a thing after Full Metal Jacket. I, I, no, I, lo- I, I love him. I mean, but uh, the, the problem is, is that, like, he is useless here. Like, he's a big spice. Like, don't just throw him into this and have him be the secondary guy. I guess that's does- I guess that's what I'm saying, though, Chris, because I recently, like, a few days ago, I rewatched The Frighteners, and he's in that in a fucking dumbass role as, like, the, the drill sergeant of the graveyard. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't fucking care. I thought that was pretty funny when I saw the Frighteners. <laughs> I, I think he's like uh, he's good in seven. Um, oh, yeah. as- oh, okay. See, because in seven he's not doing Full Metal Jacket. Exactly. The thing is, that's all he is. Like yes. he came from the military, and then I he just happened that. to get into acting. So I mean, I understand why people cast him because he actually does have that air about him. But it is kind of great here though because he's not doing a drill sergeant. He's just a military dude, and it is kind of dialed back. Well, because it's-, it's he's number two to the guy from. Uh, a house guest who loses yes. his teeth on and that's the where he's golf from. Course. Thank you. The, that, uh, it was the, killing the, me. It was absolutely killing me last night. Is, you're talking about the guy from Son-in-Law. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The FBI yeah. guy. And like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's too many cooks in that kitchen wherein like you kind of don't care at when, when it's early army because he doesn't actually do anything. Well, and it's a weird, I'm trying to understand, and I think I have it right, like, there's one of the kids' dads who's like in with the White House and like has a direct line to the president like s- like gets approval to send Arlie Ermy there. I, yes. Because there's a weird thing where it's like eventually like okay, I understand like it's a hostage situation at a school. Absolutely serious thing. But there's they start mentioning the president in this movie and it's like and then all right, if this escalates to this, we're going to get have to get approval directly from the president. And I'm like, the fuck does the president care about this? Is it a slow day? But it's only because there's a little rich boy in the school exactly. who's fucking daddy. That's all anything. That's yep. that's how our entire society is structured. It's insane. But it's also just insane that it's like this movie, which is set in one single location. You know what I mean? It's not like a globe trotting whatever. They're like, and oh, the, when the president hears about this, and I'm like, ah, all right, I uh, guess the president's involved. Uh, Mr. President, there was a, an assault on a school, and they're holding them hostage. Well, you're going to have to just nuke that school then. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, Tom's kid is Oh, my. Oh, all right. All right. Let's negotiate. There is, Send there in is, Arlie Army Bar. There is a brief White House press conference where uh, the <laughs> yes. press secretary says that they're not going to negotiate with terrorists because then it would, like, if we give in on this demand, other we'll have to give in on others or whatever. Yes, so. and that's the other. Well, yeah, she's doing the, you know, the uh, America thing. doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Uh, but it's fucking hilarious because that's another moment in the movie where I'm like, how is this national news is so fast like this? I I just did not buy the well, whole presidential angle to this well, movie. Well, if, if, if a Columbine happened... I mean, yeah. I'm sure the president is aware. I'm sure there was a mention of it at the White House briefing. 
Yeah, this is, that, that's the thing, Andrew. You're you're confusing this because now machine guns, semi-automatic <laughs> machine guns in high school is a fairly common occurrence. Back right. in, the early, in 1991, this mm. is a bit unprecedented. You're totally right. I'm just thinking about the fact that our elected officials don't give a flying fuck about that anymore. No, you're exactly. exactly right. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm watching this movie <laughs> in a 2020 lens, and that's very foolish. I forgot that politicians do not give a fuck that we're just being mowed down by machine guns in this country. I forgot about that. FBI gets involved at this point. Grandfather from son-in-law kind of takes over in sort of in tandem. Like, like Arlie Ermey's whole thing is like, well, I can help you out, but I'm really only helping you out so far. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I, I'm, I'm helping you move, but I'm not going to touch the refrigerator kind of a thing. Like, Yep, exactly. I'm, Refrigerators, I'm, I'm, couches, it's all out. I'm here for book boxes only, son. <laughs> Wow, actually, book boxes only is also pretty generous. Yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> Those are heavy as fuck. Um, uh, but so he, uh, the, all the boys get uh, put into one room with these two other kids. One is Yogurt, uh, which is a great name on that kid, yep. and Yogurt's friend. <laughs> yeah, yogurt's, yogurt's friend who has, if I'm counting correctly, zero lines in this movie. <laughs> yes. I just, just put Yogurt in the room. It's fine. I don't need any, another kid. Also, like... Keep these fucking kids in this one room. You know, take them one by one to go piss and shit, you know, a- with an armed guard. The fact that they just open up the campus again and say, yeah, yeah, go outside, have fun. Well, it's we'll crazy that these, gonna- these, these terrorists are like, all right, you guys get to, you get to sleep in these rooms. You, get, you have recess still. You're taking gym class, I guess. Fuck? This is where I kind of get pissed off when anybody's like, this is like diehard in a fucking military school. Because I'm like... Imagine if you did Die Hard, but everybody on the ground floor still had to do their jobs <laughs> while the terrorist thing was happening. Those then reports aren't going to write themselves, Chris. It would bore the tears off. Like, it's just, it's so insane that this keeps on happening. So the kids are all, you know, they're all crammed into one room. And, like, Sean asks, like, well, we're going to do something, right? And I'm like, well, no, we're not. Because those are fucking machine guns. And I don't want to, A, get myself killed. Or, B, get everyone else killed. He also has a bomb that that is strapped to his hand. And if he, he, he pushes a button, the school explodes. Oh, that's right. They've wired the entire campus to blow up. Yes. If, so, anything, if anything goes south. Although, you know, while all this is being talked about, the most unbelievable thing in this uh, scene is that Will Wheaton is wearing a Bob Marley t-shirt. For sure. Yeah. And he's a, and in Bill Wheaton, in Will Wheaton's uh, very tough version of himself. And I think that he took this role to like kind of kill the Wesley Crusher yeah. bit. You know what oh, I mean? Like, absolutely, because they, he's he's the one that says fuck like a thousand times in the script. They probably offered him Keith Coogan's role, and he's like, no, I'm not going to do it unless I'm the tough kid. I'm like, all right, I guess so. <laughs> no, uh, you so can definitely like, tell that this guy has smoked a whole bag of oregano. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what do we grab one of the machine guns and shred these fuckers? <laughs> uh, is there is a Keith Coogan thing where he like he because they're they're arguing about whether or not they're going to strike back or something and Keith Coogan basically like makes fun of Will Wheaton for his dad being in the mafia and Will Wheaton like freaks out on him yeah kind of a funny moment right here no you fucking talk shit about my dad Listen, I'm your buddy okay I can call you a wop if I want to and I'm like well no you can't <laughs> Like, that's not how that works, actually. It is kind of funny because <laughs> Will Wheaton's like, can you please not call me that, by the way? And then <laughs> yes. like Keith Coogan's like, all right, what if I called you an asshole? Yeah. Oh, yeah, asshole. <laughs> it's fucking funny, asshole. You call me asshole. <laughs> oh, and uh, what is it? Is it Will Wheaton or Keith uh, Coogan who are 
drawing these super photo realistic. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's Will Wheaton. Yeah, yeah it's the, insane. It, it's every single terrorist's face, and like they put together this whole booklet, and including like here's where they're stationed. They're on this tower here and down here. They don't know about the jerk room yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to tell them about the jerk room, but everything else is in this dossier that we've compiled. Uh, ignore this. This is a. This is uh, okay. Yeah, this is a ranking of who's the best jerker of the group. <laughs> I'm sorry, just ignore this one. Everything else is very pertinent. Okay, uh, well, all right, I'm looking. Yeah, so that's, oh, that's Andrew Divoff. That's, oh, uh, Michael Champion. Shit. Um, is this Colossus? Oh, shit, that's for my portfolio. Hold on. <laughs> they have Hold Colossus. We have Colossus is in the school. This has gotten a lot harder than we expected. Everyone needs to be, keep their eyes open. Oh, oh and, and Superman is fighting a predator in the school. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Does anybody have Magneto's phone number? <laughs> Does anybody uh, have to know how to get a hold of him? Uh, judging by these children's very accurate dossier that they've compiled, apparently Jessica Rabbit is nude on campus somewhere. <laughs> I repeat, Jessica Rabbit is nude on campus. Well, yeah, I'm not worried about Jessica Rabbit. I'm more worried about this tentacle monster that's chasing her. <laughs> Can't do it, Barr. I'm sorry, but we can't release Magneto from the plastic prison. <laughs> you stay in there, Magneto. You should have killed me when you had the chance, George. You should have helped us with Noriega. Bad move, my brother. Yeah, we sent him down there. Take care of Noriega. He turned the music up. <laughs> I guess that is what eventually got Noriega. Yeah, yes. yeah, uh, uh, yeah, but yeah. So that's that's their plan. It's like, all right, we're not going to attack these guys because that'd be silly. But let's get a, a full dossier on where they are, what what equipment they have. And this is another fun montage. You get Sean Astin spitting on sandwiches. That's something. Can I say my favorite? One of my favorite shots in this whole movie is so uh, uh, Mason Adams calls like a press conference, like a PTA conference. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's all these, so he's saying, like, uh, this is what's happening, you know, Andrew Divoff has taken over. Uh, and they go to a shot of Jerry Orbach, and it's yes. like he's about to scratch the fucking, like, chalkboard. Yes. Like, it's a very, <laughs> like, he's about to, like, stop this whole thing and be like, look, I'm just going to get my boys to shoot him. And here's the thing. If you have this movie turn into Jersey Mafia v. Colombian yep. terrorists. Yep. Yep. Holy shit. That's the canon cut. That's the that's the one you want. That's the canon movie that you wanted out of this. And you get like the briefest of tastes of what that movie would be like in one scene of this movie. And it is kind of the greatest part of this movie. <laughs> yes, it's really when the good. the mafia gets directly involved, uh, which we will get to. So the whole thing is we got to take this dossier. We got to figure out a way in which Sean Astin can race off campus to find the dudes who are like, you know, at the outsets of the property to give them this information and then race back before they have to get back in the building for headcount. And that's our next, like, video game stage kind of thing. And it's, you know, it's pretty interesting. They are organized enough and how yes. they're doing it and so on. Basically, Yogurt has this big, he has this enormous uh, flyer plane, a radio flyer plane that's remote control. And, like, again, like, these fucking Mickey Mouse terrorists, they're not Mickey Mouse, they're killing everybody. But, again, like, 
No one's allowed to fly their plane, guys. Like, nope. fucking gym class is canceled. We are not. Uh, I'm not. Because, like, everyone's like, huh? What is this? Oh, and it, they turned into teachers. It's like, you know what? Now it's mine till the end of the semester. Let's go to your plane. It's going in my office. Sorry. No, nope. it's mine now. It's nope. mine. I have a plane now. No planes? Well, the next thing you're going to say that we have to close the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Any way you want it, that's the way it... And then Rodney comes back. They use the play to distract the guards while Sean Acid whisks away. Out of curiosity, because I don't want to miss it, when does Delholm Elliott get whipped in the eye with a fucking wire? Get whipped in the eye with a wire? Or, he, or he's got the he's got the control... He's got the... Uh, he's got, no, he's got a, a, cordless, a cordless phone, but with a long, like, rubbery cord, he whips in the, in the eye with it? It's really good. Oh, oh man. man, I missed it. I don't remember yeah. that. Oh, damn it. I think you're thinking of Indiana Jones, dude. <laughs> there's, a, there's a whip in that movie, Steve. Uh, gets whipped <laughs> right in the eye. Marcus <laughs> Brody's fucking blind. <laughs> Can't f- got lost in his own museum because he has no eye. Yeah, while this is all happening, Brody is like making dumb old Elliot is making phone calls to Indiana Jones. Being, you have to help me. You have to help me. The school I work at now has been taken over by Colombian terrorists. <laughs> if, if only he took that teaching position here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Indy, I do wish you were here with me, Indy. It's um pretty bad. You'd you'd be able to give them the old one two. <laughs> I uh I traveled through time sixty years to be the headmaster of this school and remain alive. <laughs> You've been dead a long time, Indiana Jones. Uh so he gets out there he gets the shit to the army and he sees Luke Asset Jr. And like this army dude is refusing to let him, Sean Aston, like run back to the school because they're like, no, 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 now you're here. You're going to get yourself killed going back in there. You got to talk to my superior and this, that, and the other thing. He's like trying to explain that he has to get back, you know, before a certain time because they're doing this head count. And like, I feel like if you're in this situation where this kid like crosses enemy lines or whatever you want to call it to like give you information, then he's like, I have to get back or they're going to start murdering people. You got to let that kid go. Yeah. You know, for better or worse, if that's on the table, you got to let that kid go immediately. And that's kind of like what Lucas Jr. comes comes over and the guy is like, you trust this kid to get back there? And it's like, if he doesn't, okay. But if he does, then kids won't get murdered. <laughs> I'm not sure if we should believe him. Hmm. <laughs> he could uh, just be making all this up. He rushes but, back. He falls in the water, and this is how he uses. He pretends that because they, they're doing this head count. They, by the way, I think I feel like a head count shouldn't be hourly. That just seems really like too much work. Um, well, especially for ninety-two people. Yeah, supposedly. it should be like dinner call or something. Exactly. You're just giving yourself too much. And also, but, like the way you don't have to do a head count quite so much is if you fucking keep an eye on these kids. If <laughs> if art class is canceled, you don't have to worry about this shit. One problem with this scene I have is like, even though it's like it actually works in building suspense because like the the tower guards are looking around and right. and they, he has to run back at a certain time. I think a helicopter comes and distracts them. Well, Keith so, Coogan, Keith Coogan also sets the fire alarm off. Oh yes, yes with a cigarette and a matchbook or something. To, yeah, to, yeah. Um, but but then like he finally he's getting back. But we we've already had the head count and they've done it multiple times. And they're like, that's, oh no, it's still ninety one. Well, I guess we'll do it again. Yeah, <laughs> that's obnoxious, dude. You're totally right because like they cut back and the uh, Michael Champion is like, oh hey, Devoff, it's uh, it's ninety one again. 
so, so that's the first we encounter this head count, which means they've already done it at least one other time. And then yeah. Devoff is like, do it again. And then he makes them do it. Like, four head counts? Fuck you. Start Yo, killing people. We should be at the point where it's like one student gets shot in the head right as Sean Astin bumbles his way in. Oopsie. Well, Denhal Elliott is the first one up against the wall, by the way. They're, they're about to do it. They're like, all right, well, that's it. He's like... And this is the great uh, 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 Devoff line of, do you think I was kidding? And he like starts <laughs> to fucking put people against the wall, including Dan Hall Elliott, and I nice. want him to die. Yeah, why not? This, this, I mean, there is a decent body count, but it could always be higher. Oh, of I'm, course. I, I'm honestly surprised that both Lou Gossett Jr. and Denholm Elliott make it out of this movie alive. Yeah. Especially Denholm Elliott. Like, you, he just comes across as like an expendable character. You <laughs> right. know he what I mean? Be, he should be holding a grenade or something <laughs> and sacrifice himself. Yeah. Puts it in his teeth. <laughs> yeah. There's only one kid death, and it is glorious. Uh, oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was expecting at least one more to eat it at the end of it's, this. It's, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Devoff has, he's, he's cornered Denholm Elliott. He's like, well, I guess you're mistaken because class is canceled. And he shows him the grenade without the pin. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah dude. Oh. Or or he cuts his head off and he's like, that's why they call me the headmaster. <laughs> oh, shit. He's got some sword for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> dude, if that happened, that hope opens up a whole Denholm Elliott franchise called the headmaster. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> fuck. This is this old Brit going around the world killing people mm -hmm. with a sword. Like he got a taste for it in this conflict, and yep. suddenly he's like, "No, no, no! I've, I'll be the headmaster at the most dangerous part of the world." Or whatever. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, on his way back, so the whole thing about like he falls, he like goes through a sewer thing, and he falls and gets all wet, and he gets back into the school, and he's used a towel to prop a window open, and this you get some nudity right here. There's some Sean Astin butt cheeks going on, <laughs> mm -mm -mm. Uh, and and it's kind of a really smart thinking on his feet. Like he takes all his clothes off, wraps the towel around himself, and runs to the the room where they're doing the head count, in, like the cafeteria or whatever. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was in the shower, and I I didn't hear the bell." <laughs> pretty pretty at least decent way to like cover what you were doing no, it doesn't help him out in the long run absolutely it is smart and it's a it, it's a smart thinking on your feet thing but at the same time we're letting people shower whenever I, they want Mike, exactly <laughs> my mid-afternoon shower michael champion smelly spalls <laughs> i no, bet actually, they smell still well, Michael Champion touches his head. He's like, he is wet, sir. It's like, well, yeah, I get it, dude. Thank you. But I thought, cool, because there's a thing where right after that, Devoff is like, okay, very good. Come with me. And I yes. thought they were going to go inspect the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like, show me what shower you were using. You oh, know? a boy your age forgetting to wash his balls? <laughs> I think not. Yeah, but it, to your point, Eric, yes. Showering is definitely a thing that happens once in the morning, and that is it. And Or even not at all. Like, you know what, dude? Well, we're, you're you just going to smell for a little while. I, I guess if gym class is back, <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe there are afternoon showers. But again, like people are throwing frisbees in the quad. I'm like, frisbees aren't allowed. If those fucking hit a bazooka, we're all in trouble. They That's the all, thing. They're all having better time in this scenario <laughs> than I've had all year. Yeah. <laughs> I, you're not wrong. And I think the thing is, like, the frisbee for me was one thing too far. Because, yeah. like, if you want to have people outside, like... Okay, like just sit in the quad, you know, because again, they are trying to stress, even though we're terrorists, we have a very specific thing, which is to fuck over all your fathers. We don't want don't make us do this. But like, don't 
push that. Don't play Frisbee. <laughs> I very would, strong agree. I would have uh, preferred if uh, Kali had like sent out one of his operatives to get Donahue back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that would be something. A second mission, rather than this horse shit, like, doing relay races and goddamn <laughs> reading about Teddy Roosevelt in well, the that's, garden. That's the thing, Kevin. That's the other thing that it's like, you've got to be kidding me. Because, like, your school is under siege from terrorists. Okay. You're outside in the quad. Okay. Your kids want to play Frisbee? Eh, a little irresponsible. The terrorists shouldn't let you do that. But Denholm Elliott attempting to teach class yes. while this is going on. That is the biggest see you later teach. I don't think so. Exactly. Suck my shit, old man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, that, exactly. That dude, that dude's got a machine gun and can kill me at any second. I am not I, learning anything else. By the way, th this school is over with. Your job is over with, even yep. if we get out of this. I mean, if I'm forced to teach in that situation, I'm going to go real cr Like I'm going to be like, so are you all ready to die? Have you all made your peace with you know life? Because we're probably going to die. <laughs> that sounds like teachers now. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so uh, to punish uh, um, to punish Sean Aston, he gets whipped in the back with this weird wire thing. Yeah, that's something, huh? That's something for somebody. Man, this like <laughs> you you kind of find out that he was whipped with that thing like afterwards, right? Because I was like, oh my god, he's spanking him. He's spanking yes. him. Oh, you thought that was spanking? No, because he I makes him because he's got the shirt off, you know. Well, that's just a hot spank. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's in some of your slash fiction, dude. You should oh, it, check it out. definitely is. Um, yeah, so they're like cleaning his wounds later, and it's like, oh man, this is really bad. At some point, uh, you get Jerry Orbach going to his number two, like, listen, my kid ain't gonna die with a bunch of fucking uh, Enron employees, sons, all right? <laughs> Not gonna happen. Uh, so he's like, Go, we know Louis. We know his father, right? We've done business before. Go talk to him and get a message that my my kid gets to go free, right? And you see that, and there's this weird code system, blah blah blah. You do get to see the prison for a second. It's pretty fun. Yeah, um, you know, it's like he says, um, the Devoff's father is like, get this message to my son, yes. and it's like some coded number thing, um, and then it's like, okay. Uh, look, uh, they they call Will Wheaton in, you know, and he's like, uh, we're letting you go. And he's like, what? Why? And he's like, well, you know, because me and my guys, we respect what your father does. And Will Wheaton, I think this part of the screenplay right here especially was like, oh, this will get me way far away from Wesley Crusher. He just goes, fuck my father and fuck you. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh. Badass, dude. And like. Here, so, like, the idea is, he's like, all right, Dumoff laughs at I was like, I don't know, fuck you, you're Wesley Crusher. Um, <laughs> so he's like, he's like, escort him off the premises, and it's just one guy, and I'm sorry, dude, if you're a terrorist and you get jumped by Will Wheaton, oh, man. You're, you, you are off the squad, man. Yeah, you, you got to hand in your terrorism badge, <laughs> dude. You have to bring back Seppuku for that. Like, you just got to do it. Like, that's too much shame. That's just, he, he, I can't do that. He like knees him and then elbows him and takes his machine gun and it's like, dude, you cannot let that happen. We you cannot can't let it happen at all. It's embarrassing. And the thing also, Will Wheaton's character here, he needs to fucking put two in the head with this guy. Yes. At yeah. least one less I mean, terrorist. Also, like he walks outside with this gun. Dude, go turn around. The head dude is right there. <laughs> Shoot Divkoff. Divkoff. Uh, start there, dude. Yeah, yeah. But he goes out and like, it's kind of. It, I mean, it's hilarious, but it is. It's he like tries to shoot this one guy, but like obviously he's never shot a machine gun, so the, the gun just goes in the air, which is kind of hilarious. Dude, it is 
It is so fucking funny, man. I mean, he loses control of this weapon like he's a goddamn cartoon character with a Tommy gun. <laughs> I mean, uh, he like fires it at the ground and he launches himself up into the sky. It's fucking I, hilarious. I'm genuinely shocked he didn't take out a few Frisbee players in the middle <laughs> oh, of all dude, this. Oh, because no. everybody's out in the quad and he comes out with this machine gun. Oh no, Chad got shot. Oh no. And they shot him right through the bee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, Will Wheaton gets lit up by this terrorist. Oh, I gotta tell Squibs you, fellas, <laughs> everywhere. I did not see this coming. <laughs> I nice. really did not expect to see Will Wheaton's chest explode on my television. I forgot what a death. I forgot about it from the last time I saw it, and I you just cut to the Howard Ratner scene after he wins the bet. <laughs> That's me. That was me after watching this. <laughs> also, like if anyone finds themselves in this scenario, by the way, just go. Just yeah. leave. Oh, of course. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're doing your friends a favor, like by not starting trouble. You First know what of I all, mean? They're not gonna be your friends in a few years. You'll never talk to them or see them again in your life. Mm -hmm. Right. Second of all, you might as well join the mafia. It's a lucrative career. Exactly. You know what I mean? Your dad's gonna you're gonna get a good position. You'll you'll have to intern a little bit, you know. You know, and it, it's really honest work at the end of the day. You know, they're just trying they're looking out for each other, mm -hmm. protecting their neighborhoods and their families. Trying to just earn for their family and the community. Exactly. Absolutely. You're yeah. a capo by thirty, and that's really good. You know what I mean? You're the son of the fucking Don, yeah. dude. It's yeah. fucking easy street. Well, this is look at AJ Soprano. Well, this is why he died, is because he did didn't respect what he had you know oh, honestly you know not enough young people res respect their parents criminal criminal enterprises that's for sure <laughs> what the work they've done for them honestly seriously Abysmal. you're right chris i think about the roof that was put over this kid's head think about this nice little school he got to go to absolutely mm -hmm. probably a lot of good italian food over the years i of imagine course. Oh, no my doubt God. about it Going to fucking Artie Bucco's restaurant oh, yeah. every fucking night? This kid had the world and threw it away. You know, exactly. AJ Soprano had no fucking ZD at his birthday. I bet you he, <laughs> Joey Tretto, definitely had ZD at his fucking birthday. Oh, no doubt about it. Here's what I don't understand about DevOps. So he immediately calls Lou Gossett Jr. or the FBI. is like, listen, you have to collect this kid's body, but I want you to know this was an accident. It didn't happen, blah, blah, right. blah. You know, it wasn't on purpose. The move is you don't tell anybody. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, actually, I can't release any t hostages, but I respect you, Mr. Mafia Man, but your son's totally alive. Yeah, I'm totally alive. Yep, you heard him <laughs> right there, right? Uh, you're totally right, Steve, but I, I thought what you were about to point out is the fact that Devoff does not murder this guy that let yeah. Will Wheaton steal his gun. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a part where, like, Devoff comes up and he's, like, looking around, like, as if to say, like, the fuck happened here oh, jesus and it's like oh he stole my gun boss and blah 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 <laughs> like then he needs to be like oh really well do you know who that kid's dad is and then just murders this <laughs> Look, guy looks like this bullet stole your brains pal <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it my fa the funniest scene in the whole movie is when divot when they're getting the bo joey's body yeah. And Divoff is explaining, like, yes. I want it to be very clear. Yeah. This was a mistake. This, yep. I do not want to, like, imagine King of Hell himself, George H.W. Bush, is on your ass <laughs> for sure. And you are more scared about Jerry fucking Orbach and what he can do. But also, like, at this point, you got this whole school on, uh, you know, on lock and key. Just fucking keep quiet till it's over. Exactly. Let them find this body in the jerk off room tomorrow. <laughs> 
But and by then you're in Tijuana and nobody cares. You know what I mean? Nobody exactly. can find you. You got a different name. Also, if by they the- were really hard ass fucking pipe hitting terrorists, dude. They would fucking dissolve that body in yeah. ashes somehow. And it's, oh, I don't know. He fucking ran away. Feed it to the students. <laughs> oh, right. It's in the fucking gumbo that Sean Aston. We're having big. sloppy Joey today, my friend. <laughs> I guess you could say we ate Joey and he's in our stomachs right now. It would be his most critically acclaimed role. <laughs> R-O-L-L, by the way. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, he's just put that little Will Wheaton in some fucking sushi <laughs> rice and seaweed. The Will roll. Ooh. Yes. He does all that, and then Callie, like, puts the cross earring on Snuffy. And like, <laughs> this is your son, right? Yeah, yeah, we saved him. <laughs> I also, alternate, ending, alternate bit here is he gets lit up with his machine gun. Computer and simulation. All right, Will, that was your turn to shoot, Wesley. It's my turn now. <laughs> Give me the machine gun. Run, toy soldiers, scene 36 again. Now, Nikki the Nose will be victorious. <laughs> Beverly's behind him, like, you already went twice. <laughs> All right, Beverly, you get to be Andrew Divoff this time. Fucking data, the, the hologram of Natasha Yar, Whoopi Goldberg's there. Just imagine this movie was just exactly the same, but we just see fucking Patrick Stewart as a guard randomly, or Data walks by in the background. Dude, it would be fucking hilarious. It's just, there's just Worf in the background as a terrorist. He's, he likes the spit on the sandwich. Excellent sandwiches. I like them soggy. The soggier, the better these sandwiches are. All right, Mr. Wolf, we'll run Toy Soldiers Protocol, but you cannot use your backlet to kill Uh, Wesley. Yes, that was a joke I was trying to get in. I'm glad somebody got it. (laughs) You'll have to use the 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 submachine gun. Sorry. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Uh, So there's actually... This movie, you know, clearly from the amount I'm gushing about it, I had a lot of fun with this movie. But there is actually... It's like kind of, as far as filmmaking goes, it's kind of like a basic bitch movie. Oh, sure. Except there's one moment where the fucking one mafia guy, like, goes to the... They tell all the parents to stay at, like, a a motel that's, like, close to the school. And there's a moment where this guy has to come tell Jerry Orbach what happened. And there's this excellent shot of Jerry Orbach getting the news, but all you see is his silhouette on the wall. Oh, yeah. yeah and he, cool. st- he stands up, and the silhouette just gets bigger, and then the camera kind of like pans, and Orbach comes into frame, and it's like, oh, man, here comes the fucking retaliation in some way. I don't know how it's going to come, but it's it's such a great shot. And they're like, hey, yeah, he said it was an accident. He's like, accident. We don't have accidents. Yeah, the mafia isn't going to believe that, dude. Come on. The mafia is the king of, oh, he must have fallen. (laughs) Like, of course they don't believe in accidents. So uh, we cut to everyone's favorite scene. Or it's a really (laughs) good one. It's great. They cause a prison run. And also, like, I'm sorry. If the the president is wired into this situation with this high-profile terrorist guy that is being bartered for whatever, he's in protective custody. He's far away from anyone else. He's not just C-block cool at his heels. Dude, they left him in fucking Oz. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is supposed to be like an El Chapo-esque figure, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. He should at least have the kind of, like, John Voight in Runaway Train, like off the beaten path you have to like yes. open three doors to get to him <laughs> precisely <laughs> yeah. yep exactly he's not being like 
escorted through Gen Pop. Uh, yeah, there's they, they they cause a prison riot and some guy fucking slits his throat. And there are so many great people falling from things in this in this movie, which I Absolutely. love. Absolutely, it's it's a it's an all star cast. You got the lady at the beginning, obviously the aforementioned judge. We spent twenty minutes on, and this is a good. I mean, this is a a, a dummy situation, but I love it. It's fucking great. And the thing about it is, and this is why, like. Ha ha, terrorists. Now you're dealing with the fucking mafia here. <laughs> because it's a prison riot, but it's a guard-controlled prison riot. <laughs> exactly. Because there's a dude, there's like a fucking corrections officer that's like, oh, what's that? Now? Got it. And he pulls a lever, and all the cell doors on the block open, and all these dudes are running out, causing all this havoc, and it's just, yeah, one of, like, the guards bring this dude in front of one of the cells, the door opens, the guy walks out and just cuts this dude's throat. It's great. Incredible. Incredible. And then everyone throws, like, flaming toilet paper all over, which always rules in prison riots. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, the, the move should have been, it would have been way fucking cool if they were like, all right, that's it, we got him. And then, like, all the prisoners at once, like, stopped and went back into their cells and the dude <laughs> closed the door. That'd be badass, man. Just oh, the yeah, real, they, the, the grip of the mafia. They transferred this drug kingpin from Colombia to the mafia wing of the... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. When he should have actually been in Magneto's prison. Um, yes, yeah, exactly. In the plastic prison with Magneto. <laughs> so the, this is kind of the last act of this movie now. Yeah. Uh, the the military is going to move in because they know now that the second he finds out uh, that his dad is dead, he's going to go apeshit. No one knows it's going to happen. Right. So we got we got to do our strike. They try to get uh, Sean Astin. They're like, hey, can your kid do what he says he's going to do? And Lugas Jr. does have that line of like, I don't trust him to get to class, but I trust him to do this, which is like insane. Insane. Like, it's totally ch- insane. Also, he's in a bit of a rut right here because his best buddy got his fucking chest blown out. Yes. And, and, but I also think he finally realized the reality of the situation is like, these people aren't fucking around. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if we fuck with them, we will get shot and murdered. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the army, like, sends a message through, like, a spotlight that's like, hey, are you going to try to do this plan? And the plan is Sean Astin through the the tech know-how of this yogurt guy this little boy yogurt they call um he like yogurt knows like hey the radio chip or what you know the transmitting chip that's in my model airplane is the same one that this guy's got on his little bomb detonator so if you can switch the two chips in the headmaster's office uh, between like the the detonator part of the bomb and my airplane, which is also now in his office, uh, then the the bombs won't be a threat, and the army can move in. Is the idea right? And this is why it's called Die Hard, is because we get Sean Astin in the vents. Yep, yes. yep. Him and Yogurt go into the vents. Uh, you know, they they go into the bathroom and jump up into the vents. I do. It's, love it's a pretty decent scene of like you know him sneaking in to do the switch. There's yeah. contention and stuff like that. I do love the the idea that Yogurt's like, yeah, I know how to build a model plane. I know exactly how to how, how to diffuse a bomb. Like I, <laughs> same shit. Same difference. Uh, it's all just wires and microchips. I don't know much about microchips, but so the plan is they're going to take the receiver from uh, the the bomb and put it into the airplane and, and switch it and switch the two. Therefore, the one control the, the receiver now. I, I just don't know if that chip would work that way. I feel like it since it's the same like size and style chip, it would just control the same thing, wouldn't it? I don't know. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean. I, it's yeah. dude. It's it's 1991's Toy Soldiers. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> it's a fair point. It could be bullshit. I mean, the only reason they need need it to be active of anything is so that he, he for some reason uh, uh, 
uh, our wishmaster pal has a fucking <laughs> light, like the gauntlet that says when the bomb is armed. Well, he's yes. got the little he's got the little switch on his wrist, right? Like the so, predator. So and- yeah, so he can detonate. You know, all he has to do is press this one button. His whole thing is like, even if you come in and you kill everybody else here. I'm just going to press this button before I die, right. and the whole fucking place is going to go. And I'm the predator. <laughs> and much like that. You know what this movie could have used? Yep. yep. That's exactly what the movie could have used. It was Andrew Devoff doing a predator laugh. No, Andrew Devoff hires the predator to be his number three. He's under Michael Champion. I do. So the way they, they distract Devoff to get him out of his office is Keith Coogan uh, fakes an asthma attack and, like, right. you know, Dunholm is like, he's very sick. He must go to the hospital. And this is when they get a message that the, that the, you know, the, 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 the compound is being breached and he's got this fucking remote control with a long wire and he whips Delholm Elliot in the eye and it oh, rules. Oh, I did not see this at all, dude. That's you gotta, crazy. You gotta go back, dude. It's really good. He goes, oh! <laughs> oh you know what? Now that you mentioned, when, now that you said that all like that, I think I remember this. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I I do not remember this moment. I think I still have a few hours on my rental. <laughs> Go back, man. Uh, there's there's a great thing where like the um the, the like the strike is happening right now. Like we have like the American military is on campus and they fucking like cap these couple of assassins on the roof and one dude like isn't quite all the way dead and throws a grenade on these guys <laughs> yeah. terrible like fucking headshots all the time in terrorist yeah. situations come on guys or like yeah. triangle I mean, right in the heart this is pretty great though because this fucking commando team is decimated instantly <laughs> from one henchman it's pretty awesome and it's kind of funny because like this grenade goes off and like I don't know. I guess maybe it is just a massive campus and it's bigger than it looks like. But like this grenade goes off and Devoff and all these dudes are like, anybody hear that? <laughs> Instead of like, holy shit, an explosion. And now Lewis Gossett Jr. is sneaking into the campus as well and finds the bodies of these people and puts a tourniquet of his belt around this one dude's leg. And this is the moment, dude, when he yeah, makes right. the tourniquet that I was like, oh, fuck. Lou Gossett Jr. is about to go into like commando mode right here, and it's going to be awesome. And it's just, it never quite gets there. Like, he knows how to make a tourniquet. That's it. Uh, this is, yeah. So, like, we're going around. Um, they, the yogurt and Billy and Sean Aston get into some trouble because they're trying to come back. And one terrorist is in the bathroom, and Ricardo realizes what's going on. And they just like jump this terrorist. And again, like, I guess it's three kids better. It's better than just Will Wheaton, but still, dude, these are some soft motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't, Ricardo's kind of like bigger than the other guys. Yeah, and I feel like that actor was just like older than the rest of them. Yes, uh, but you're totally right, dude. I mean, again, I don't know where Andrew Devoff got these fucking terrorists from, but these dudes stink. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely on the budget. He's got a lot of travel he has to do with this. Oh, sure, I they mean, had to do the whole border crossing. Yeah, you can't so- be throwing out too much money on these people. In this scuffle, we also see the the fate of Jack, uh, the white guy, Michael Champion, who basically just takes a bazooka and freezes before being lit up by a helicopter. Yeah, he stalls. He's taking yeah. out this bazooka. He's going to fire up this helicopter, and I think he's just like caught in the majesty of this Apache <laughs> helicopter. Well, yeah, Robert Davi oh. gets him right in the fucking head. <laughs> oh. This dude, he is split. 
asunder. Yeah, this is, it's a great death. It's incredible. And it's like, chain so gun, this, dude. They sort of like you know the the rebellion kind of starts right here, and they start like jumping these terrorists. And Hank Giles, the character played by T. E. Russell, yeah. did you catch this when he fucking gets that one terrorist on the floor? Yes, he's fucking picking this dude's head up by the hair and slamming it against the floor repeatedly. That's how you get him out, dude. Bad ass move. And it's around here. I also noticed there is one terrorist. There's a guy. It's the guy who's like by uh, the basement stairway door that Sean Astin uses earlier in the movie to sneak off campus. And it's like there's like nine army dudes trying to take this guy out. And finally, he's he's finally destroyed by like someone throws a grenade at him. Like he won't die. That terrorist looks exactly like former professional wrestler (laughs) X-Pac. Yeah, I, I, I totally get you. It's pretty great. Um, it is unbelievable, though, that this dude gets hit with a grenade, and then it's like, all right, it's clear, let's go in. And when the army guys like go into the door, that guy's just laying there, but definitely not in pieces. <laughs> yeah, you like, want a head. Come on, right? Like, just give me a fucking arm stuck in a window or something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, Billy grabs all, grabs a machine gun and curries the fucking 24 kids that are left in the school down into this basement area. Right. Oh, uh, by the way, one thing I like that the commandos bring to the party are these tactical ladders. I see <laughs> black ladders they start throwing up against the building. <laughs> ladders uh, purchased on Soldier and for- of Fortune. <laughs> Uh, oh, and also down in the basement goes Denholm Elliot, though. Yes, because they're like they're like giving him the liquor to like calm him down, like the mouthwash liquor. It's a fun joke. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. Um, so yeah, Devoff presses the button here, um, because it's like we're all gonna go to hell tonight. Sean Aston, here we go. Presses the button, the airplane takes off in the office. It's fucking great. We got yeah, a Div- mean, Oh, it's go- just for that moment, really. Like the whole switcheroo, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's and Lou Gossett Jr. at this point is outside the window. <laughs> he's like, and again, this is what sucks is like he should know exactly what to do because he should be an ex mercenary and he's not. And he's like going back to the guy, like, hey, what do I do? He's got a gun on him. And the guy's like, shoot him in the fucking head. That's is what it, you're gonna do. Is it okay if he pulls all those wires? What will happen then? <laughs> oh, the right. bomb will go off. Idiot, shoot him. That's and then right. he turns around and somehow falls and stumbles <laughs> through the window. Dude, it is a fucking in broken glass and blood. I was like, "What are you, Ernest P. Wall? Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> it's it, it is an Ernest thing. I do want to say that Andrew <laughs> Divoff gives Sean Astin when he tries to hit the remote and the plane goes off. He looks at him. He gives him a real um, uh, Harvey Keitel at the end of Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> Oh yes, you're totally right. <laughs> it's just a like the frustrated s- grunt. Yes, he's about uh yes, and then like he just falls in and uh, Dewolf just shoots him in the shoulder, which is pretty cool. Now here's a big beef I had though, dude, because like you what you take a look at that if you if you have some hours left on your rental or if you have this on VHS <laughs> or whatever, because if you look at where they decided to place this bullet wound, it is directly over Lou Gossett's heart. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh <laughs> fuck, Lou Gossett's gonna die right here. And then like in the aftermath, he's like, well, I got my arm in a sling. And I was like, you were shot in the chest. Oh, good dude. thing I lost my heart in Vietnam. Uh, <laughs> and it should be, it should not be uh, uh, forgotten at all right here. Yes, Lou Gossett Jr. is shot in the chest, but Devoff is shot right in the fucking forehead. It's a great, great effect. Great moment. squib effect. Holy crap. It's awesome. 
it, I, the, seeing this as a kid, it really changed me because I'd never seen that happen before where it's like, holy shit, how'd they do that? You know what oh, I mean? Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. cool. The magic of the movies with toy soldiers. <laughs> this, <laughs> it was. this really would have been great. If, like, we should, they should have had really a squib work uh, Oscar. Yes. And, oh, like, yeah. Because it would be like the effects Oscars where like you'd get the movie titles that were listed as nominees and be like, what are these pieces of shit? Like, why did they get nominated? And you're like, oh, it's all because of the squib work. That would be great because that's how I view the animated feature category. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then canon has like most of the Oscars in circulation. Yes. After that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's dead. There's kind of a quick thing with like Sean Astin and Lou Gossett Jr. where he's like, oh, you know, do I, am I still on pots and pans duty? And he's like, oh, you better believe it. And then they kind of have a good laugh over that. And then, you know, he's, he meets back up with all his buddies. They're like, oh, you know, wh- where, where's Sean Astin? Where is he? What's his name? Billy? Billy. Yeah, he's Billy. Uh, you know, oh, where's Billy? Billy. And then you know, he fucking runs out and meets the rest of the guys and they kind of have a big hug and, we just end this great movie. We do, yeah. I think that he and Lou Gassett Jr. have a thing where it's like, well, you might graduate on time after all. It's like, yep. no, no one's graduating from here, my <laughs> friend. A kid was murdered and like half the staff was decimated. Fuck you. Here's the thing, dude. If you are a fucking high school student uh, and you help like squander a terrorist attack in any way, like if you're the yeah. hero, like Sean Astin, if you're like one of the side players, like Yogurt or whatever, listen. Instant diploma. Mm-hmm. Instant diploma. And not because even a GED either. It's a real, dipl- no, real no, diploma. No, 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 no. The real thing, because you have had more life experience in the 72 hours that this movie takes place than anything that you could learn from Denholm Elliott. I, I would say give them doctorates. <laughs> Make them all doctors, honestly. If, Absolutely. If, if, what's, the, what's the point here? What's going on here? I have I have my doctorate in surviving. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, you know, they've, they, they've been around a lot of cadavers. That, yeah, no, that's yeah. true. <laughs> they know they know anatomy. They were in the jerk room doing the late night bananas. Oh, that's true. Also <laughs> late true. Late night bananas. <laughs> I will say, yeah, I love that this movie just ends. Yep. Like, oh, no yes. little fucking tag on at the end. Nothing extra. Like, I was, I was like really worried that we were gonna get like uh sean astin his dad finally shows up or yeah. something and like fi- played by chevy chase yeah. something and he like says that. something like oh you finally learned something at school i heard yeah or even worse dude it's like six months later the school is somehow functioning again and sean astin is seen to be like a good student or yes. something or like he's doing another prank and they wink at each other like yeah, oh, yeah. oh just, yep we just like the junior dean under <laughs> lewis Gossett jr <laughs> yeah or even dude, like dean jr there may, there maybe we were at Joey's grave or something like that. Mm. Yada yada. Also, I would go to the mafia and be like, "Listen, you and my, you and my, you and me and your son were best friends, so you know, we're cool, right? Yeah, you, yeah we're cool, right? If you, I ever need know? anything, maybe I can come talk to you. I don't know. Just, or just can I there. take your son's place as yeah. the, the, the co-head of the family? <laughs> you know, uh, your son said that he thought of me as his brother, uh, yeah. and uh, I'm sure you would like to help. Um, maybe get rid of a few people for the brother of your dead son. <laughs> yeah, your your son left a kill list. I don't know if you want to take a look at it. <laughs> See if you do anything about the the people left on this kill list. Yeah, I mean, here. he said he really wanted them to die. Like it was his dying wish that all these people be annihilated. Uh, I mean, fine. You got a do you got an address on mom and dad number one and two? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Uh, and that, my friends, is Toy Soldiers. Uh, would anybody recommend this movie? Start with you, Steve Sadak. Oh, solidly. Yeah, I mean, this is a movie I've seen a hundred times. It was, just, it, was, it was on cable all the time. It was. It's it's just as violent as you want it to be. I, again, a, a body count can always be a lot la- uh, larger. But it is, it's a, it, it's a pretty brisk, it's a little under two hours. I do understand it's got a bit of a saggy middle. I had a ton of fun with it last night. It holds up. It's, it's, a, it's a fun movie, for sure. Totally. Chris Cabin? I, it's a light recommend. I'm not, like, I really, the, the class is still going on in the movie really did slow the movie for me a bit. <laughs> uh, it was a problem. Uh, but I have, Chris, to, ha- I have to recommend it because I get to see Will Wheaton get it in the chest. <laughs> I mean, if that wasn't there i don't know if i'd enjoy this at all but like that specifically how many stars did it have before that scene and how many stars did it have after that we're we're talking about a one and a half or that jumps to a four and a half for awfully quick right there (laughs) holy moly (laughs) uh but yeah yeah, a light light recommend that is (laughs) i am going to recommend this movie but i do think it's a little long it uh, doesn't need to be almost two hours. Sure. I, f- I feel like you could cut 15 easy. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's fun. I love the, the, the shot Wheaton. I love the shot uh, uh, Wishmaster. It, 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 it's definitely got its moments. Uh, I am a whole hog recommend here. I, I don't know if it's because like I never saw this movie until last night or if it was just the thing I needed in this moment. I don't know what to tell you. But I remember last night looking and being like, an hour and 52 minutes, you've got to be shitting me. And by the time it was over with, I was like, the movie's over with? you got to be <laughs> shitting me. <laughs> like, I was totally in it, man. I totally had so much fun with this movie. Uh, it's it's the kind of movie that, like, I remember... It's kind of funny that I hadn't seen this when we were doing um, uh, the Patrick Stewart movie. Who's the young boy in that one? Uh, what's oh, the, the name uh, for Mad Men? Vincent Carthizer. Yes. yes, that's right. I remember at that time, and probably if you went back and looked at that episode from whenever the hell we did that, and it was like me being, you know, complaining about, I just wish it was more violent or blah, 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 blah. And like, then it happened. Yes. Then I watched Toy Soldiers and the thing I said I wanted happened. <laughs> so headshots, squibs, fucking bazookas, rocket launchers. It was all there for me. Hardcore recommend. Controversial opinion, probably. I do think this is a better movie than The Goonies. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah, I don't like The Goonies. I didn't grow up with The Goonies. I don't give a shit. And that's one of those movies you can only give a shit if you grew up with it. I grew up with it, and I don't give a shit about wow, it. Wow, look at that. So I, I would also rate this above Goonies, Anybody get, Does Denholm Elliott get whipped in the eye in Goonies? <laughs> I don't believe so. Oh, okay, so then, yeah, I like this movie a lot more. Uh, I like to do a whole lot more. But listen, by the way, it's fine if you like The Goonies. All right? Yeah, calm, it's totally calm down. fine. Calm I, just, down. I see your face getting red. You know what? For, for you there composing that tweet, just say, I don't know. I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I didn't get the Goonies. There you go. <laughs> uh, but that... Oh, actually, the one thing I wanted to mention really quickly. They do a uh, they do a little victory lap of uh, here are all your actors. Oh, and sure. A little video thing of each of them. And when they get to Denholm Elliott, it's like from the basement scene. And he's doing a shot of that booze. And he makes like a goofy face or something. Might have been an outtake. And I just had the thought of like... For those, like, the boys that are in that scene with Denholm Elliott, he must have been fun as fuck. Oh, sure. Right? Like, here's this, like, seasoned character actor guy. You know, he's in fucking Indiana mm-hmm. Jones, you he'll, know. He'll show you how to do a real late-night banana. <laughs> I, t- I, 
I turned it off immediately, at, like as soon as saying. So, can I ask you, is the Will Wheaton one him bleeding out on the steps? <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately not, dude. That would have been fucking it. hilarious. Oh no, damn it's it. when uh, Gossett Jr. gets him and they pull a sheet over his face. <laughs> That is Toy Soldiers from 1991, directed by Daniel Petri, completing our cycle of the Petri family. Uh, if you want more We Hate Movies, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wehatemovies. It is September, which means we are we are going to be plugging a whole list of stuff. Ooh, yes. uh, Eric Sisko, what's our little music project we have this month? We were going to go see a corn concert and then kind of review it, like maybe a 20-minute thing. But instead, we sat around together for three hours uh. doing a corn cast where it, it ends up being cut down to be a, like an hour and 45 minute episode of us just reviewing every track on Korn's Follow the Leader album. That's Whew. right. That'll be out later this month on Patreon. And uh, our, our, our We Love Movies this month, because this is kind of like a, you know, to get back to form kind of thing, we're doing a dab for noon movie on Spike Lee's excellent Inside Man. Yeah. Uh, and I can say also, along with the corn cast, that that's already been recorded. It was fun as hell mm-hmm. talking about Inside Man, uh, which ties into another Denzel Washington movie that'll be coming out later this month uh, in episode form, which we're very excited about. Ricochet, just talking mm-hmm. about oh, that. Really yeah. uh, and then the uh, the AD we got floating around. What's that? That is that on one? Garfield and Friends. That's right. Mm-hmm. Another thing we recorded already, and I completely forgot because what? it was so many recordings ago. Garfield, long time coming for that show. Yeah, yeah um, Also, on the Gleep Glossary, our Star Wars shine show, um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Lobaka. I believe that's <laughs> Chewie's nephew, so tune in for some laughs. Hachi, machi, indeed. I have so many questions. Uh, <laughs> we're re- releasing uh, our Chudmentary on the $8 Patreon feed, my friends. Wow. There's a shit ton of content this month. That because one takes me back, by the way. The, 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 these 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 uh, commentary rewinds have been really interesting, but specifically because we're going back and doing these really early ones. And the Chudmentary, I've gone back through it and listened to it. It's bonkers, man. It's the first commentary we ever did. We sound like babies, the whole thing. It's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely don't miss that later this month. Now, as always here on We Hate Movies, we just said at the top of the show that we are just getting going here, season 11 of We Hate Movies. So that means next Tuesday there is already an episode waiting in the wings. Steve Sadek, what are we talking about next week? It's a, it's a It's been a long time coming for Double Jeopardy. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, dude. You know, did you guys did you know you can't get tried uh twice for the same crime? Did you guys know that? Yeah. Did you, did yeah. you guys know that? I can't wait for this episode, by the way, because we're finally take that fucker Alex Trebek to task. <laughs> <laughs> He's featured prominently in it, Eric, so you're gonna be really happy. Yeah. Hey, he gets a, he gets a supporting actor credit, Eric. Did you know that <laughs> about the movie Double Jeopardy? <laughs> I was trying to like say no in a form of a question. That doesn't work. What is no? <laughs> there we go. I would fucking, I would eat shit on Jeopardy. So until next week with Double Jeopardy, I'm Andrew Jupin, Steven Sadak, Eric Siska, Chris Cabin. Take it easy.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>